0: time machine? Out of a
1: DeLorean? We came, we saw, we kicked its ass!
2: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast Podcast. I am your host Matt Bledsoe and it's Halloween and we are ending the month of October with a bang and talking about a movie that's about to celebrate its 30th anniversary. It's Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. Uh, help me talk about it. I'm joined by by faithful vampire hunting crew, and I believe the most guests I've ever had on, once on this show. Uh, first up, we have the host of the Cobwebs podcast, Daniel Epler. Daniel, how are you doing?
1: Matt, uh, do not refer to me as a vampire hunter. I would never kill my own kind.
2: <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Prince of Darkness, Daniel Epler. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also have podcaster and author Hayden Gilbert. Hayden, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great, man. I'm entering freely and of my own will,
2: so I'm gonna just prop my feet up here, make myself at home, you know, <laughs> and hang out, baby. Hang out. All right, that's what we're gonna do. So, and next up, we have a man who was just on this ep- uh, show last week talking about ghosts. He's back talking about vampires. Happy to have him back so soon, Mark Warner. Mark, how you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good.
2: That's right. That's two <laughs> weeks in a row, isn't it? It is. Mark looks very relaxed right now. About to talk oh, about this. <laughs> This is insane. Yeah, you are uh, back to back. So, and last, but certainly not least, making his long-awaited return to the podcast, he's crossed
4: oceans of time to be here. It's Ken Walker. Ken, how you doing? I'm doing very well. It's been a long time, but I am back from the dead, and I'm happy to be on the on the, uh, Film Feast podcast again. <laughs> it has been since, I think I looked back, it was like February. I think people yeah. were thinking
2: I killed you or something. It was like you have been gone so long. <laughs> no, I
4: told, I told Matt uh, behind the scenes that I was... Like, just sort of doing my own thing, pursuing my own creative interests. So, yeah, that's where I've been. (laughs) Off in
2: Europe uh, with a strange man (laughs) trying to sell real estate. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You you found me out, Matt. I did, I did. What a return, though. What what a one to come back on. Because, well, thank you all for being here, first of all. Because I think how this episode came to be with so many people is that I believe Ken threw it out there very early on when I started the podcast as an idea. And then Daniel loves this movie. Hayden said he loves this movie. Mark, I'm going to assume you love this movie. <laughs> so it kept, more people kept popping up saying, I love Stoker's Dracula. And I was like, we should probably just put you all together because I don't want to cut anybody out of this. So that's why we have so many people in this podcast. But I'm very excited
0: about this. So Well, um, I, I'd like to be clear. Hayden yes. <laughs> and you bullied me into being on this yeah. episode because I was reading the book. And I was supposed to finish the book by this time. Uh, I didn't, but I'm still here.
2: <laughs> You're here for moral support. <laughs>
0: oh, my
4: God. Yes. Off. So I, I cheated, and I mentioned this to, I think, Mark, before uh, Daniel and Hayden got on. But um, I, uh, So I listened to the audiobook, and it was a full cast recording. So you got um, Alan Cumming uh, doing the Dr. Seward part tim curry doing the ben helsing part and i can't remember the rest of the cast but oh cool yeah
2: i, I had uh, read the
3: book so
4: I'm not i read
5: the here. book a
3: few <laughs> years i read the book a few years ago so i definitely wanted mark on here to as a refresher because as all of you know my memory is so bad so i was like <laughs> i i'm not a i'm not a good resource if, if, to be like the book guy for this one because it's i you know at this point i've seen a lot of dracula's it's been quite a few years since i've read the book so the the details
2: are kind of merged in my brain understandable am i the only one here who hasn't read the book it <laughs> looks like it man oh boy well i should leave then uh <laughs> Fred amateur hour. Ken, it's okay matt now. we we, we <laughs> got this
3: one uh you have a great day okay thanks, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was just here to the intro the show and then i'll take a break come back two hours later <laughs> Check on things. I really could I I was thinking last night, I really could leave this episode and it would be totally fine. But um I won't do that. I want to talk to you guys. But I'm saying, like, I know that you're probably even bigger fans. I'm in the movie, you've all the book. Uh I'm just here to steer the ship, hopefully. So
4: we, we oh, have well, to get the Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I was doing. just gonna say, well, then you're gonna get killed by Dracula, because that's what happens to the captain of the ship.
1: You're gonna have to tie yourself to the
4: the wheel thing. I can't remember <laughs> what they're called. The ma- yeah. the-, the mast.
0: Oh,
2: okay yes
4: yeah. there we go i don't mind. wait doing no that. wait <laughs> not the i mast. don't know if that's
0: it it's not the mast it's um the fuck this uh i, I just know, watched like, like
1: five pirates of the know? caribbean movies earlier this year and i can't remember what it's called the, the, the it's steering, steering wheel we got it we, we Ste- know yeah the big
3: here. old the big old
0: the big we're
1: we'll gone for we'll five, five more wheel minutes 15
0: minutes from now i'm just gonna jump in with
5: oh my god i remember what it is
0: welcome
2: back to boat feast everybody uh so Fucking boats um i would love anyway, to be a boat guy honestly this, I, yeah i don't know i get seasick so it's not me but <laughs> um okay we usually ask what have you seen lately with all these people i figured that would just get out of hand so my question to all of you i'll start i think i'll start with ken what was your favorite first time watch of the month and or just your favorite viewing experience maybe something you saw in a the theater for the first time or with a group so go ahead ken
4: uh, well, you and I had a viewing experience out of theater together, but that's going to be yours. So I'm going to let you steer the ship on that one. Uh, but <laughs> actually, for this spooky season, I watched for the very first time The Changeling starring George C. Scott. And that is a contender for my favorite haunted house movie now. I still think The Haunting is in the lead, but The Changeling is outstanding.
2: I saw you get five stars at Letterboxd. I didn't, it was like shot. I was like, wow, he really loved The Changeling. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, go ahead. It's great. It's very scary. It, some people find it slow, but I think that's part of mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it knows what it's doing. So I think the pacing it's, is,
4: yeah, <laughs> it, it's slow, but I am never bored. I was never bored watching it, and I think it really, it does a better job. So I'm going to compare it to the Omen. That, but I'm tongue tied. The Omen. <laughs> I'm comparing it to that because both of them involve a lot of like investigative work that the main character does, but I think the Changeling does it better because. Okay, it take doesn't... it easy. <laughs> sorry Daniel but um I don't know because the omen doesn't scare me that much and the changeling really kept me creeped out
2: okay fair enough fair enough uh, I'm glad you finally watch it it's a, it's a good movie um mm-hmm. okay am I
4: the only one here who hasn't
0: seen the changeling oh it's Ooh. so good dude you got it I gotta get on that yeah it's yeah, really good it's on Peacock I believe they got man Peacock is killing it with the selection this year Mm-hmm. they
2: have some good horror stuff they have yeah i was looking at the other day i was like wow they have a lot of good movies up here they, but no one talks about peacock no one has peacock so i feel like you know it's
4: kind the of the only time people
3: like... talk about peacock is to shit on peacock but they have the best <laughs> curated
1: horror selection I think. absolutely they do. Despite the fact that I own almost all of them on Blu-ray, I've watched several Universal Monsters and Hammer movies on Peacock because it's like, well, it's right here and I yeah, don't have it there. <laughs> I want them to see that people are watching them. You know? exactly. Exactly. I want okay. to, mm-hmm. Exactly. to know.
0: You it's talk true. about curation. There is actually a section curated by Jason Blum and it's just all Blumhouse titles. <laughs> well, so they're, not not without, they're not without—they're not without faults.
3: But Mark, have you looked at the little sitcom uh, curations that they have? Where like they have the Halloween specials per sitcom. It's wonderful. Oh my
0: god!
3: Yeah, they have the—they have your Modern Family Wait. and what they have. Roseanne for me. You know what?
0: They, they have s- them all. They stole, in stole one that from Hulu. Please. I'm not giving them. Disney Plus does that, that too. Hulu. All right. They're well. all stealing from Hulu.
2: Yeah, am I? Aren't they all stealing from
0: each other at this point the sucks, I mean...
2: And I hate it. <laughs> no, I'm joking.
0: I'm joking. We've nothing know. but good things about Peacock on here. Yeah, this is a Pro Peacock podcast.
2: <laughs> a PPP. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, when we get in that check yeah. by the way. I I wish it would come. It was, I, yeah, was Peacock. Was called me. Was, was it Canada was joking the other day where it was like saying how people claim movie reviewers, movie critics get paid by companies. I was yeah. like, I would show a lot of stuff they were I would. me. But I, I would was... say
4: Morbius is the best superhero movie in years, if they paid
2: me. <laughs> Lose all credibility. Uh, but they don't pay people. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's a myth. Um, anywho, uh, moving on. I'm going go to go my down the line here.
1: Can I oh. ask Ken a changeling question? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you know what was going to happen in the opening scene, that big shock?
4: Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. Like, the you told me you did opening. know what was going to happen. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, yeah, now I remember. Look, I was watching it with my wife, and they're yeah, their car is broken down, they pull aside, George C. Scott goes in the phone booth, and their, the wife and Dara are playing, and I'm like, well, they're dead. Like, <laughs> this is way too happy and whimsical in a horror movie. <laughs> Sorry, this Mark. Did not end
2: oh, I've seen the opening. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think I knew about the opening before I saw the movie, too. I think it's like, because it's, I mean, it's a setup for the movie. It's literally the first. You know five minutes of the movie
1: so yeah i'm like um, this is
4: way too happy and whimsical they're gonna die
1: yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> um, i remember being so shocked by that it's it, it opens in such a scary place yeah
2: it's it's a rough it's a rough start for that movie <laughs> but um all right i'm just gonna go to the line as i see everybody lined up here so mark you're next
0: my next okay um well my number one viewing experience for the month has um is something I'm actually talking about on another podcast that's dropping this day. So I will save that. Um <laughs> all right, look. I'm trying to think I went through Letterboxd. The best thing I've watched this month, not technically a movie, though it kind of is. Uh has the anyone monsters. been has any <laughs> listen, shut up. Has anyone here uh, I've been watching, I know Hayden has, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I haven't started it yet. I haven't started it yet. It just okay. came out this week, right? Or past week? Uh, yeah, it's sorry. Yeah, a few days ago they uh, dropped the first four. So I've been going through those. And I mean, with one exception, they've all been good to great. Uh, but the one that I want to talk about is the third episode, which is The Autopsy, directed by The Empty Man's David Pryor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is look, it takes a turn at the end. uh It kind of changes tone and goes into something I'm not sure I'm on board with. But the first two thirds of this thing are incredible. It is that exact uh, same style and dread that works so well for the Empty Man, and it just, oh my god! Like it's the thing is, it's a sh- it's a show but they bring their cinematic style to it. It's not something like uh, Hulu's Into the Dark where it feels like directors are working on a lesser scale for like a TV budget or something. Like Mm. they are like, this thing looks like, it looks exactly like The Empty Man. Like David Pryor learned from Fincher and you can see that in here. And basically the setup is, um, it's a sheriff and a medical examiner in a small town at night. They're old friend's, And the sheriff has called the medical examiner in to do autopsies on the bodies of people who died in a mine cave-in due to an explosion. And it's basically, it's a talking mystery where we kind of learn about the backstory of what led to this explosion. Meanwhile, there's just like this ominous atmosphere. It's, It's oppressive, just building the whole time. Until it eventually gets to the uh, the coroner, played by F. Murray Abraham, by the way, if I didn't mention. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, alone in the... The town is so small, they don't even have a morgue. They're literally keeping these bodies in a refrigeration warehouse. And he's just alone there doing the autopsy. And it's just... I'm not going to say anymore. It's just the... The reason I one of the reasons I love horror is because it's a genre that thrives on atmosphere, and it can go a long way with just mood. And this episode is like one of the best mood pieces I've seen in a long time. It is
5: so good!
4: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've been. Yeah, I've been meaning to take a look at that. So yeah, yeah, I'll definitely um, jump in on it now. Yeah, I've watched the first four,
0: first one. uh, It's just a. it's first one's pretty good it's a guillermo de, uh, navarro he's a dp i think it's first time directing second one is vincenzo natali it's very good fourth one is anna lily Amirpour. yeah uh, yeah so the third one is the uh, third one is the one i would recommend uh the one i'd recommend looking out for
3: it's okay. a great show it's like my favorite uh horror anthology in a long time um mark i got a question for you i don't know how interesting this will be to anybody else but (laughs) without spoiling anything do you think it is a disservice to the story itself in the third one that they kind of show what causes the explosion at the very beginning of the episode
0: i don't think so because you know something's off but you don't know what it is so learning about it is still fascinating i think okay okay
3: i really like that episode but it does get into like a a pet peeve of mine in in a horror where the the villain just kind of talks a lot it, and so it's... i i didn't love that episode quite as much as mark but the setup is so good and the atmosphere is amazing in that episode and highly recommend the whole show because it's really
0: cool yeah it's um it it's great like they're all pretty short so if you have any free time you don't know what to watch they're good to take a peek at uh for the remainder of october yeah, I Which, really
1: want to see this. I didn't know the Empty Man guy did an episode, and I'm really intrigued by the rats one, too. That one looks oh, really cool. Oh, that was rats my second is, favorite so far. Oh, nice. Yeah,
3: I've, I've only seen the first five, and I'd say the rats one is definitely my favorite. It's It's wonderful.
1: I didn't realize that show was dropping, and on Letterbox, I started seeing all these people logging these movies with these really cool posters. And I'm like, what? What is all this? What the hell and, is uh, it? Yeah, the, the great posters for every episode is, uh, mm-hmm. and they're all on Letterbox separately, which makes you feel like you're accomplishing something every time you watch one, unlike oh. most TV mm-hmm. shows. Uh, thank like God, che- that's it's what like I need. Checking do. it off a list.
3: It's so <laughs> yep. nice. It's satisfying.
2: Oh, that's why I don't waste my
4: time with those TV shows. I can't log them anywhere. Uh, What's the point? <laughs> Oh, well, I, I'll, I'll say this real quick. And Daniel, I know you are a recent fan of this as well. Um, Over the Garden Wall is on Letterboxd. And I gave that... Uh, call me crazy. I gave that five out of five, baby. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> well, I totally yeah, logged it you five don't out of five. It's
3: crazy if you
1: don't give it ten out of five, Ken. Yeah,
0: what you guys don't know who you're <laughs> recording with right now. Like number That's right. one Over the Garden Wall fan in the world. Okay. That's actually
1: how I felt after rewatching Dracula. I was like, I can only give it five? Yeah. That's it?
4: <laughs> I was... So Matt knows how upset I am about this. So we have a mutual friend who I pitched over the garden wall too, and he they said know, he liked he it is. overall.
2: Okay, <laughs> it's
4: a bad meme. <laughs> <He, man. laughs> all right, he liked it overall, but he said I hated the songs. I'm like, oh, get him out of here, <laughs> here! I'm like, get him out of like, here! Potatoes and molasses is possibly the greatest song ever written.
1: Dude, so I listen good. to that soundtrack on Spotify without even watching the all show. the time. My
4: favorite moment mm. in the whole series, though. Is second to last episode. Goodbye, Gregory. And please don't call me old lady. Yes, sir, young man.
2: (laughs) I think I didn't realize Hayden had been referencing that show for years with like that little gif of like the pumpkin headed kid, like cutting something. Or I was, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, I was. That's one of my favorite reaction shots because it's the pumpkin carving the other pumpkin. He's like looking up, like, uh, oh. But (laughs) I was dating a girl at the time who was like obsessed with uh, like new cartoons and stuff i'm not a big cartoon guy but um she was like i think you'll really like this and we tuned in i watched it when it premiered and i was just like holy hell this is like it's literally like uh the guy who made it just like open like carved open my skull and like peeked around i was like okay cool yeah i'll just give this guy whatever he wants and so like <laughs> i like i such a great show! It's such a great show. Is
2: there a reason it feels like it has a resurgence like this Halloween season? That's all it came out like in 2014, but it seems like it's popped back up this it's on year on HBO Max. Maybe that's okay. why. Maybe that's yeah. My friend... I
4: think it's just availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend Matt, a different Matt, actually pitched it how to me you. and said, <laughs> "It really, it really captures the fall vibes." I'm like, "All right, I'm in." Oh yeah, and with how short and quick it is,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. I need to oh. watch that. But it's a TV show. Can I can't log it? Well, I can log it actually. So you can. Can, ten can
3: minutes an episode,
1: it. man. I know That's it's just, super short.
3: I honestly recommend splitting it up too, because it's fun to watch it all in one go. But like, if you just if you split it up a little bit, a little bit one night, a little bit the next night, whatnot, it's just mm, just soaking in it. It's so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Basking in those fall vibes. Okay, all right. All right. I uh, we'll check that out. Um, so, I guess now, Daniel. Same question to you.
1: Uh, kind of like Mark, I can't really talk about my actual number one, uh, but I'll give it a shout out. My actual number one is, uh, so my good friend, Chris Hurtado and I now live in different States, but we traveled to the same place for a wedding recently for a whole weekend. And we went to an Elmo draft house in that town and we saw Halloween ends, uh, which I've been forbade from talking about on this podcast by Matt, uh, and terrifier Two, And this has been like the year that I've discovered my love. For Art the Clown and Terrifier, I, which I'm surprised by. Happened to but a lot of people. <laughs> I love Terrifier too. And then I rewatched the first one, and my love for two just kind of bled over to one. And now I'm just a big fan. And I've watched a lot of interviews with Damian Leone and David Howard Thornton, who plays art. And they just seem like delightful guys. Like I don't think they're the, the monster edgelords that people act like they are just because <laughs> they make fucked up movies. But um, so that's kind of my actual number one. But I'm I'm actually guessing it on the terror table, and I think it's dropping the same day as this, talking about Terrifier 2. I think so. everything's
2: dropping on Halloween, by the way. Yeah. I think it's F- going to be crazy. You, me, Lindsay, ter- like, it's like everybody's coming out that day. So yeah, <laughs> it's <you're> Halloween. Good.
1: <laughs> but um, I, I think my actual first time watch, I didn't get to see in a theater or nothing too exciting. I just got the Blu-ray from the Scream Factory Shocktober sale. Uh, is a William Castle movie called I Saw What You Did from 1965. And one reason I was really excited about this movie, is I'm always kind of on the lookout for teen horror movies from the pre 70s, like black and white era. Cause there's actually not much. Um, mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of horror movies made like for kids and teens as like the audience, but they're usually starring middle-aged people. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty rare to find a horror movie from this era that's actually about teenagers. But this one is, uh, it's about a couple of girls who are hanging out at one of their parents' houses um, while their parents are away. And they start making a bunch of prank calls because like having a phone in your house is like the big thing in the 1960s. And they're just prank calling everybody, (laughs) saying crazy things and making wives think that their husbands are cheating on them and doing all this mischief. Uh, But they make the mistake of making a prank call to a man who has just murdered his girlfriend. And the murder scene is pretty gruesome for a black and white movie um so this movie came out after psycho it is also a shower kill because uh Mm -hmm. william castle was very uh influenced by psycho after that came out but it's the opposite in that the murderer is the guy taking (sighs) the shower and he pulls (laughs) the girl into the shower with him while he's naked (laughs) and stabs her to death it's pretty crazy And and i'm just like oh my god it's a black and white movie from 1965 that's so wild um but anyway the movie is uh basically them doing this prank call where they're saying to all these people I saw what you did and I know who you are but they do it to this guy and now he is after them and it's actually like a really cool uh intense horror thriller I actually see some Halloween vibes like John Carpenter's Halloween in this movie I mean Halloween only came out 13 years after I feel like there's some influence there's some similar stuff the phone call stuff makes it feel like it's maybe a little bit of an influence on Scream. there's some scream vibes in there too And it's got really, really good spooky time atmosphere in there. So um, I think that's my favorite discovery for the year. That's I Saw What You Did by William Castle. I'm adding it to my watch list right now. I I would do that.
2: It's on my watch list, along with the remake from 1988, directed by Fred Walton, who did When a Stranger Calls, that stars, listen to this 1988 star-studded cast, Tammy Lauren from Wishmaster, Johnny (laughs) Smith. Candace Cameron Bure from Full House. Wow. And two Carradine brothers, Robert Carradine and David Carradine.
1: I wow. never heard of the remake. Oh That's God. crazy. Dude. I want That's to insane.
2: see
4: both of these now. <laughs> so, Daniel, I actually want to ask you about that because I just added it to my watch list too. So it's a William Castle movie, but you talk about like how both how brutal it really is for the time, but also it's got a lot of just the fun, spooky vibes. When I think about William Castle, I think about like the really like schlocky, fun gimmicks that he did. And yet this is, would you say this is probably like a more brutal side to him as a director.
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel schlocky. It, it doesn't have actors that are like chewing the scenery. Like the killer isn't like a Vincent Price. He's a pretty mm-hmm. serious, grim actor. Um, after Psycho came out, William Castle actually made several movies that were very much like, I want to do that too. And this is definitely one of those. So it feels more like Psycho than it feels like House on Haunted Hill. Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: Very cool. Um and last but not least, Hayden, what is uh, what's your answer? <laughs> uh
1: so I can't
3: say cabinet of curiosities or or I guess I already kind of remarked on that.
0: I mean, you could you you're, you have a different episode than me, so you can <laughs> talk about said, that. I just want.
3: said the rats one's great. Okay, so the uh I can't I guess I can't talk about Halloween
2: ends. Do not <laughs> The only reason I really forbade it was that I thought it would turn into
0: the whole episode. No, and it's cuz Matt hates it. It's cuz he look, hates it. No, no, no. <laughs> Hayden Hayden can't talk about it for the same reason yeah. I can't because we're yeah. both it'll be discussing about it. Another
2: podcast. We want to promote the podcast because it's it's the same day. Well, and
3: because the, yeah. the 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 my best viewing experience of the month hasn't happened, it's happening at night, oh, you know, true. knock on wood, but uh uh let's see. I can't talk about Amsterdam because it sucked Um <laughs> it's not a horror movie, is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I watched a lot of stuff that I wasn't a huge fan of this this month, but I guess I could say...
0: Um, oh, Lord. Hold on. I should have had... The, I thought I had this prepared. He's going to talk about the Johannes Roberts segment of VHS 99, is thinking, he? Should oh, say he that.
2: should.
3: Have you talked about VHS 99 on here yet? <laughs> me and
2: Mark did. Well, shit. Barely. Um, okay, well, I so... talked about it. Mark hadn't seen it yet, so I guess I just talked about it.
3: Hold on. Okay, Mark. Okay, Mark was mad at me for not talking about this movie more because apparently... I don't, I don't know i don't know why this was specifically but uh i saw smile and smile was real good i saw I really smile last smile. night
4: so i i actually want to ask about that because a friend of mine told me that the advertising for smile because when i saw the advertising i thought uh this is giving me like truth or dare bye-bye man vibes it mm. doesn't look great but he told me it's really about like trauma and what it can do to you long term
1: a character pretty much looks at the camera and says this is about trauma this demon is a trauma
4: demon yeah they literally call
3: like a trauma ghost
0: if you've been waiting for a horror movie about trauma you're you're
4: ready for it this one you're living in the golden age
3: of trauma of trauma horror
1: so the thing that everybody
4: sorry oh no i was just gonna say isn't that like what they every movie says about ghosts is like they no, say because they die in a traumatic in 2013 way with the babadook <laughs> what well, the grief.
3: babadook the babadook it's... introduced the idea that horror can be about trauma and ever since like you know we
2: are we are zoned in on that
4: yeah <laughs> i saw a lot of grief I, I...
2: monsters a lot of trauma ghosts a lot of <laughs>
3: uh, uh, trauma. Uh, yeah, you know, and such.
1: (laughs) So I saw smile last night and the thing everybody says about smile is, Oh, it looks like a truth or dare or bye-bye man kind of movie, but it's not, it's actually better. I would say it is like those movies. It is as dumb as those movies. It's just way more serious. So everybody's just super, super serious, but all the scary stuff is exactly the same. So it's like, Okay.
3: Well the the okay. the thing I the thing about Smile I like is it's like it's the same feeling I got when I walked out of Fall where I was just like that was a fake movie in the background of a real movie and it was better than a lot of real mo- like Smile is better than the new David O Russell movie I don't know if you guys knew this but like it's just that's just how 2022 is going right now like it's Smile uh what I really liked about it is it it the just the visual of a demon that just literally smiles at you and yells at you like you're saying you're going to die that's just that's just how life feels a lot (laughs) a lot of the time now uh where it's just an overwhelming nihilism and i i just i saw that in the movie and i really keyed in on it and i really enjoyed it
0: I think i Mark, tomorrow, you, Mark so. are you,
3: uh, are you Look, appeased now that I, I talk about Smile? I am.
0: Thank you. You see, here's the, we talked about this on Film Feast, I think, but Smile is a bit, it's it's a hit. It's doing well and everyone's loving it. Yeah. And hey, But I really haven't heard anyone talk about it. Yeah. Like I'll see letterbox reviews, but usually, like big movies are just setting Twitter afire and I'll see at least one tweet about them a week. I haven't seen any tweets about that. Haven't heard anyone talking. Hayden, when he watches a new movie, he will always come into any of the group chats we're in and he will start talking about it. He (laughs) didn't once talk about Smile, which started getting me to think, how is this movie such a success and literally no one is talking about it?
1: Well, I think I know why that is. It's because there's kind of nothing to say because it's exactly the same as dozens and dozens and dozens of movies. So it's so standard. It's just a well-made version of standard. And it's the kind of creepiness that I think really works on normal people, but doesn't work on me. So I didn't find it creepy, just people standing around smiling. I was the audience, that I that. Said oh, man, I like, don't oh know. my That's, God. That,
0: <laughs> that creepiness
4: works like gangbusters on me. So would you guys say like, I mean, Daniel, the way you were describing, it, it sounds like this is what the Bye Bye Man and Truth of Dare were trying to do, but now we're actually at least semi-succeeding at it.
1: I don't know. Truth or dare is so dumb; it's kind of fun. I don't think <laughs> truth or dare was fun. Trying to do anything serious, <laughs>
3: <laughs> probably or, not. I just always remember that guy standing up on that pool table. Was like, "Who wants to see my wiener?" <laughs> or whatever. <he> <laughs> <knows>. <laughs> and, then, and then he like does a little face and just immediately cracks his neck. <laughs> yeah. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Forgot about that. Uh, uh, oh wow, that's so, a fun movie. So okay, here's a question inspired by Smile. We went through the zombie phase that was like the birth, or that was the phase where like i was i was getting into my horror fandom and i recognized what the phase we were in was so it was Mm -hmm. like the zombie phase then we hit a little vampire phase then uh like uh we've been in ghost phase since james Wan, you know really started making the conjurings and insidious and whatnot now are
1: are we at at the beginning of big lady phase yeah i said this (laughs) i said this to stephanie that there is a trend of scary women scary women is the horror trend of 2022 we got x barbarian pearl and this oh no
3: i'm talking specifically big ladies okay okay like big there was big there was big lady og in wreck way back when Mm -hmm. oh yeah but it took a while to catch on because now we've got i think mama was a big lady mama was a big lady is my new book. i love the that was, big lady. Time ago, big that
2: lady. was like 10 years ago uh, that's your new well, album mama's a big well, lady
3: yeah mama <laughs> was a big lady uh it chapter two big lady
1: um, oh, yeah.
3: another movie that came out last month that i don't want to spoil anything about big lady
0: and now smile got a big lady in. well and uh, taylor swift's anti-hero video has uh, has a big lady <laughs> oh dude we're at the oh, we're at
2: the cusp of big lady season to pull from video games how many else here play resident evil 8 had a big mm. lady character Ooh, was that's like with. how Psychonics could i forget big the biggest people, lady
3: of them all
2: people were <laughs> obsessed with this lady it was kind of getting weird people were like squish me mommy and it was like okay i gotta get off the internet
3: do not say, matt. shame Jeez. anyone <laughs> matt Scary stories to, to tell the in the dark is that a big
1: lady movie? Oh,
3: that's a big lady, dude. Pale Lady, oh
0: my god, that's the scariest one. <laughs>
3: that lady is big, yes. I
4: yep, I'm she, she's a, thick,
3: yeah. <laughs> pale lady is thick. pale lady is thick.
2: Oh boy, uh, I thought we were entering a phase of like getting back to like just a monster movie, like about monsters with no deeper meaning. And I don't know, maybe think this, I think, uh. I probably have to spoil some stuff. I, I feel like we're getting back to like people were getting away from like oh deeper yes. meaning, trauma, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. getting back to like just like a horror movie about oh, like well, that's the best scary.
3: thing about that movie that we're not saying the name of right now. It's right. like <laughs> that movie's just a big joke and it, it's one like it's wonderful for it because that <laughs> that's like this conceit of it. But uh are you talking about I, that Hulu know- movie with the giant smiling monster? Oh, Mark's favorite movie. Oh, oh Trim- Mark, hey. why didn't you bring up Grim Cut? You
2: brought it up last week. I oh yeah,
3: I already talked about <laughs> I Grim
2: I thought you baby. listened to us, Aiden. <laughs> I did.
3: I, I told you terrible memory.
2: Oh, that's true. I understand that. I forget stuff I did yesterday, so I
3: understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just forgot that I said that about my bad memory. So wow.
2: We're it's brothers
3: in, we're brothers and brain. We're brain brothers.
2: I know. I'm really worried about my older years <laughs> <Brain> anyway. <brothers>. <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> brain
1: brothers. Together we can remember stuff. Um, yeah. Can okay. I say one final thing super quick during my spiel? I was- just super quick. Just, I have to say, just because Mark slandered it on the last episode while only seeing bits and pieces of it, Deadstream is really good. Highly recommend. No, uh, uh,
4: I want to see that. Can
1: I, can I fight back? Cause I've actually seen the whole thing. Hey, I said it was going to be
3: super
2: quick. The most annoying movie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> the, one wow. of the
3: most annoying
0: movies I've ever seen in my life.
2: I have to watch this now to to fall on one side or the other. I, I
0: think you say, would like
1: it. It's it's good. It's a good movie.
0: I have after having seen their VHS segment, which is one that a lot of people seem to be. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of these people. Really. One of their favorites in uh, '99. Yeah, I, I wasn't that fond of that one either, which leads me to think I might not be fond of Deadstream if I watched the whole.
1: I thing. That was a really good segment. In it's DJ the best 99. one in '99. Oh, all right.
0: He he said he was going to say something quick. I just won't say anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Uh, no, I was sitting there thinking, We've oh, I remember got to repair this mind. friendship, Matt.
3: We've got to
0: repair this <laughs> You'll friendship. repair it talking
2: about Dracula, because you guys love Dracula. We'll be fine. Um, okay, so, yeah, what was mine? Uh, I feel like I was sitting here like, oh, yeah, i got to tell mine. Uh, Ken and I got to see Nosferatu in a theater um, with a live musical accompaniment where they played Ooh. a score, uh, an original score, this band. And Chris Tortado, I think I saw, saw the same... Performance. They're invisible called the. Czars. invisible czars. I think it's. Uh, I
4: think it's the invincible czars. Is it invincible or invisible? Have I been reading it wrong?
0: They show <laughs> that on the Draft House app here, like every year, and I've always. They're from it Austin. so
2: That makes sense. Yeah, that <laughs> they're from that area. I'm um,
4: check this right now.
2: Yeah. Let me. Now I'm questioning if it's invisible or invincible. But they're really good, and uh, they do a good job. They do some funny stuff they throw in there. Uh, I thought it was very funny. We we're watching the Kino uh, Kino Lorber Blu-ray of Nosferatu. <laughs> you know what it's a good blu-ray
0: so it, it, no
2: it looks great them. i just laugh because it's funny when you see the logo pop up and people are like are we watching the 35 millimeter print no we're watching the blu-ray oh, God. you're not yeah. gonna
1: see a print of nosferatu not, that's not no gonna, gonna happen gonna <laughs> horrible,
3: horrible flashbacks to being a projectionist I'm just like <laughs> the amount um, of crap we just plug into the projectors and like
2: if, if they if
3: they only do if they only
2: but do. uh i never seen it before so that was the best way i could think to see that movie honestly um oh, yeah. and it me and ken were we could not get over this we showed up uh maybe 30 minutes early i thought we got plenty of time and you can see the line to this place when you when you get there how wrapping around the building a, around the block
4: be, like, <laughs> i thought there would be like two or three other groups max
2: i expected like nine really old people and then us, and like there was a huge almost a sellout i'm pretty sure this place mm-hmm. and People of all ages, it was like insane. I could not believe the turnout. kind of warmed my heart a little bit because I'm like, wow, people really showed up for Nosferatu. <laughs> like, That's uh, so awesome. That
4: as you mad. said, Matt, cinema is
2: alive. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, back, and,
4: and I just I
2: just checked it as Invincible. Invi- okay, Invincible. Either way, it sounds cool. They're very good. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I thought they were a local group at first because all the turnout. That's what I thought. No, not at all. Um, Yeah, it's a great movie. And it was funny watching this version of Dracula and seeing... Oh yeah, Nosferatu did just do all the same stuff, yeah. and they got sued, right?
4: Is that the spec? Yeah, story? yeah. Um, it's way
1: more like the book than the Lugosi one is, which is an authorized adaptation, which is pretty funny.
4: Yeah, well, it's because um, it was a uh, Bram Stoker's widow uh oh, sued F.W. Murnau. Works. and um, rightfully I
1: must say, yeah, right, <laughs> I mean, they completely yeah. ripped yeah. him off, and, and they weekend. ordered
4: they ordered every print be destroyed. But uh, luckily for film fans, it survived. Yeah, it um, yeah I'm
0: glad good. I'm glad she won, but I'm also glad that it survived. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So everybody wins.
2: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Everybody wins. <laughs> so uh how was the
3: music? Because it's always funny watching Nosferatu with the little the music that Kino or whatever puts on it because it's like it's such a goofy little uh goofy little ragtime kind of doodle doodle doodle, and it's like it'll show like Nosferatu being like, yeah, and it's like it's always kind of <laughs> I've always, like, the last time I watched Nosferatu, I found it, I was laughing so hard because it's, he is so, we will talk about this in a second when we get to Keanu's reactions to Dracula.
2: Yeah, I got. uh But, like, it is,
3: like, even funnier in Nosferatu because literally the most monstrous thing you've ever seen in your life, this guy's just, like, Da, 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 da. Just like walking walk into the castle. Like I, I was, people I, outside I, of England I, are
4: weird. Yeah. I, people in Pennsylvania are strange. Like, yeah. It's I, like, feel, I told well. Met this when we were walking out of Nosferatu. Um, like, I feel like this guy, they call him Hutter in nosferatu but he's just uh-huh. like I imagine him talking to his boss and just being like, I'm sorry, am I supposed to pretend this guy is not the scariest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life? <laughs>
3: He shows up and is like, oh, uh, so this is the thing that lives in the basement that must have killed the guy I'm going to sell the property to, right? <laughs> to <They gotta laughs>
1: me, make the scariest sale. part of Dracula is when he says, you should stay with me for another month. And I'm like, if I were Jonathan Arker, I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. This is the worst thing in the world. <laughs>
0: Yeah. winona ryder's back home i have to leave um so. again though very book accurate he is
1: just as naive in complete the complete idiot he's a complete yeah. jonathan harker is a stupid character across yeah. very oh, much oh. every adaptation of all time yeah that's why he's yeah.
3: so wonderful he's like
2: uh he's we'll get to it i don't know what to say about it yeah it was great their their music was good i thought i don't think it Ken, what do you think of ever Got goofy. They did some funny stuff with like rat noises, like little squeaky things, and like
4: yeah, when the rats showed up, he played like a squeaky toy for each rat coming out. But <laughs> oh, overall, cool. it was it was good. It was a, it was an effective score, and they were selling copies of it with their score. And Matt and I are excited next year. Uh, apparently, they're going to come to the Narrow again to our area, and they're going to do it for a cabinet of Doctor Caligari, Ooh.
2: which I've also Ooh. I think So
4: I think we're going to go for that as well.
2: Yeah, the music was good. I felt like sometimes they had there was like jump scare moments in the music when they just got really loud out of nowhere. you are like, "Oh shit!" Like it's like yeah. it's uh, still Hayden, creepy at times too. It's
4: like, yeah. And, and Hayden, you were asking about like the music compared to the the Kino version. Really, mm. the only other version of Nosferatu I've actually seen is my public domain version on my Fifty <laughs> Horror Classics box. Oh uh-huh. wow! So that's the only version I knew. So it was better than that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah, so that was that was a pretty cool experience that I did not expect to have, so it worked out. Um, okay, I can tell we all want to talk about it. All Francis right. Coppola, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Duh, Daniel da, has da, da, put on his, oh, his Dracula mask. Uh, I wish everyone could see this. Um, okay, I don't even know where to begin. So I guess I'll go, I'll work backwards this time. <laughs> I'm ready to put you on the spot, Hayden. Uh. Your overall thoughts on... Uh, this Dracula adaptation. Uh, I wonder what
3: he thought. Well, it's my it's my favorite movie of all time. It's like it's always between first. it's yeah. between this or It's a Wonderful Life. Like, I mean, Ooh, great picks. I have a like. Th- okay, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've been kind of planning this pretty much all year. <laughs> like we've yeah. been talking on and off about this for so long, Uh-oh. and I'm so intimidated by doing this episode because it's like. There's part of me that's like, okay, you got to say everything you've ever want to say about this fucking thing cuz on record, baby. It's your favorite movie. But it's like that's too stressful, so I'm just here to have a good time, you guys. But uh like I I don't want to get too far into my history with it, so I'll try and like uh just give you the short and condensed version. Uh my dad showed me the Universal monster movies growing up. I loved them. They made a very big impression on me. When I was about seven or eight, I can't really remember. um, My mom was like gone. Uh, She was like with my aunt, they took a trip. And my dad was like, let's go to the video store. Went to the video store. I saw Dracula. I didn't really have a concept that it was a different, like it blew my mind that there was a different Dracula than the Lugosi Dracula. I was like, (laughs) oh, this says Dracula. And it's, look at all the, it's in color. It's got, this looks crazy. And it, it, it was the one with the gargoyle stone face on the cover. And my dad picked it up. And I'm sure my dad had probably seen it in theaters when it came, came out the year I was born. So like, I'm pretty sure he was at least aware of it, but he really loved Silence of the Lambs. So like when he picked it up, he was like, oh, it's got, it's got Hamble in it. Let's, let's check this out. Did not care about the rating, did not anything. So we sat down <laughs> and like, we sat down that night, we watched it and it just fucking rewired my brain in like so many ways. My first impression of so many things was colored by this movie. So it's like, I I honestly can only grant uh, the birth of so many of my interests to this movie. It's like, it got me into movies It got me into horror. It got me into gothic. It got me into vampires and monsters, even more so than the universal monsters, because uh, we'll get into it, but the, I don't even know how how to explain it. It just, and then even later, whenever I was kind of getting online in high school and like looking up stuff about it, it it sort of like spawned my inner hipster where i was like everybody hates this thing i love this thing screw this screw that <laughs> so even even birthed my annoying hipsterism probably and it got me into tom waits because i was like i love renfield and then mm-hmm. i started listening to tom waits in high school it's just like it's the birth of so much of my personality and we will talk about the many reasons why i love this movie i don't want to make this a whole monologue or anything but <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm going to try not to just say I love this, this,
2: and this and list off the, every
3: element of this movie, but
2: I, I don't know. There, <laughs> that there's
3: was, my little. Yeah, no, story. that
2: was well said. I mean, I, cause I went to you first. I know what's your favorite movie. Uh, and yeah. when so many things jump off from one movie, I feel like you can kind of pinpoint it as this is my favorite movie. Cause so many things, uh, you know, spring out of that. <laughs> so man, you really mm-hmm. start off at a high point. Cause it's, it's like it, hard was, to touch things in this movie. From
3: It's kind of, I don't know if you guys, uh, feel the same way but like when it's your favorite thing like your favorite song your favorite book your favorite story your favorite movie or whatever you can say a lot of things you like about it but there is some undefinable undescribable element about it that you're just like Mm -hmm. i I don't know how to put it in words i honestly don't want to interrogate it too much it's just (laughs) something that like i feel drawn to on like like with my soul you know it's a it's like it's one of those things yeah
2: Yeah, that's I, I understand. Um, well, now I just want us to follow that up. I'll go to, I'll go to Daniel. I think Daniel can handle following that. It's like, I think, cause I think, I don't want to speak for you, Daniel, but I think you love this movie a whole lot too. So uh, yeah, sorry. I was going to say Dan's <laughs> like the,
3: a, a bigger Dracula
1: guy, like the character. Yeah, I'll probably just start with the character. So the character of Dracula is my favorite fictional character of all time. Um, And it's not close. There's no character that I'm just more fascinated by, more drawn to. I think every monster kid has one of the classic monsters that they like relate to the most and see themselves as the most. And I think for most people, it's Frankenstein's monster or it's the Wolfman. And I think those are much more socially acceptable answers. And (laughs) mine is just Dracula. And I don't think I'm evil. I I definitely don't (laughs) want to kill anybody, but I undoubtedly see myself in Dracula more than any other of the classic monsters and they I just love stance.
3: I'm not, I, evil. I do not want to kill anybody.
1: <laughs> I love him. You're so taking much. A stand,
4: Daniel. <laughs>
1: across, <laughs> across media. Um, and he's kind of like Batman in the, in the sense that he's so malleable, you can create him mm-hmm. in so many mm-hmm. different ways. He can be handsome and charming and romantic like Frank Langella. He can be a snarling monster like Christopher Lee. He can be a grotesque, ugly old thing like Nosferatu, he, he, or he can be, um, uh, the guy from The Naked Gun, whose name is Escaping Me. And Dracula. He him, he me. Yeah, he can be so <laughs> many different things. Um, but I put off this movie for a long time, despite the fact that like the Lugosi's and the Lee's and such meant so much to me. Because for some reason I had it in my head that this was like the Oscar bait version of Dracula. This was just like the romantic period mm-hmm. piece that is a shame to be a horror movie version of Dracula. That's just what yep. I had in my head. And at the point I'm in my life now, I don't think that sounds so bad because that more describes the Frank Langella version of Dracula, which I love with all my heart. But in my like late teens, around the time I saw this, that's not what I wanted to see. Um, Mm -hmm. But I remember I was just hanging out with my buddy Seth, who's been on my podcast a few times. We're just in his room and uh, we were just scrolling through apps. And I think he fell asleep and I put on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Let's see. And it was like, a life-changing experience, man. Like I could not believe my eyes. I couldn't believe how much of a horror movie it was. That was like my main takeaway. Cause I was not expecting that. I was not expecting all the monsters, all the makeup all the crazy balls out horror and sexuality in the movie was completely oh, yeah. not expecting that from a Gary Oldman Dracula movie <laughs> um so I love this movie I've watched it many times uh I showed it at my birthday marathon a few years ago because it just means so much to me it's uh it's awesome I'll just leave it at that
4: Very well bye said. guys I'm
1: leaving no just yeah.
4: <laughs> no, I'll definitely agree with you Daniel but this is a this is a horny movie <laughs>
1: unabashedly like and, and
4: unapologetically a hornier horny. than i
2: remembered on even on this rewatch uh i was like oh yeah this movie uh is very horny maybe because movies have gotten less horny it stands out more. well they i mean <laughs> every
3: movie was like can we beat dracula i mean like we can't get hornier than dracula
2: so let's mm-hmm.
1: not even try but for paul <laughs> verhoeven we're sure gonna try
2: yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the same year as basic instincts it it's a horny year for movies oh uh-
1: <laughs> shit that's a
0: good year. <laughs>
2: Wait, I it's was very, conceived it? in this. I mean, no, I'm joking.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's the year I was born, just barely, the though.
3: Year, year I was born, too, I, uh, April. So I would have been the year before.
2: Yeah. We're all born around the same time, too. <laughs> everybody in here, except it. for me, is like no, right around the, the same old man, age. Matt. I'm the old man, and it's weird. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, yeah, we're it's all the young snappers.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm in my late 70s. Um, I fooled you all. <laughs> um, okay, Mark thoughts on this movie you look very relaxed (laughs) very late I don't know
0: what you guys are talking about I don't think this movie's horny at all um (laughs) no I I mean I probably am the I'm the newcomer to this out of all of you I didn't see this until 2019 when uh thanks to my good friend Hayden here he uh at the Alamo Draft House he worked at he managed to Secure a theater after the theater had closed and uh played his Blu ray for us in the theater so we got to, I got to see it on the big screen and all this talk about playing Blu rays on the big screen I mean still looks still looks pretty great I was thrilled to be seeing this it didn't look bad at all and I was I loved it I had no idea what was going on because it <laughs> moves like a uh, bullet train. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I hadn't watched it again until last night. Uh, and I had completely forgotten the bulk of everything that had happened in it because so much happens in it. It's kind of like the closest comparison I have for this is uh, Michael Bay's Six Underground. That is the next, <laughs> that is the only other wow. movie I can think what? of. that moves with this pace and has as much happen in it because that's another movie after I went back to when I went back to watch it again I had forgotten like the bulk of what had happened in it and I think that's a testament to just how well the movie's energy and just how alive it is and it's another one Mm -hmm. of those movies where when you start it before you know it it's over it just it moves. It's ridiculous. It is ludicrous how quickly <laughs> this movie moves.
3: Well, like, the pacing and I know what you're talking about because I think you're all because you mentioned it last night. You're also the assault of like the imagery and like sound. There's always 10 things going on.
0: Yes, that was uh, that's a great way to put it. I, another thing I came up with while we were watching it last night. It's like it's like Adult Swim's Dracula in that <laughs> There is just so many, there are so many random things popping up in the background or just popping up in every frame of this. You can't go 30 seconds without something insane happening and it is, I actually thought the same thing Daniel did for the longest time. I thought it was like the prestige Dracula and I'm like, I'm sure it's good, but I just, I don't feel any urge to get around to this anytime soon. And then the older I got, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. The older I got, the more I heard about it. People really liked it. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to check it out. Slowly started hearing about how crazy it was. But I I was not prepared for just how <laughs> the insanity and weirdness. In, and there is so much weird in that. Like Keanu Reeves is the least weird thing in this movie.
4: Yeah.
1: Let's not go um, crazy here. <laughs> I
4: was, I was going to say, he he definitely feels the most out of place to me.
1: I think that's. We'll, we'll, Are we starting? Are we talking about Keanu now? <laughs> no, right. well, Ken, Ken, and Matt have to get their thoughts
2: out. But yeah, we they, talk they have soon. to get their thoughts out. Okay, we'll, we're going to loop back to, around to a lot of things. Yeah, Ken. Uh, yeah, Overall thoughts on Dracula.
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, what I was going to say, Mark and Daniel, you alluded to this as well. I mean, it's it's great. I do think it was kind of Oscar baity, but and at no point does it ever try to be scary. I feel like it just tries to be a more like period piece
1: that's a flaming but. hot take well i will <laughs> we'll come back to that I, okay oh, yeah well, i mean mark I, I it down with
4: that. i disagree with that but so, i respect uh, your opinion
1: i mean it i mean it just it never
4: scares me but anyways no but watch it at seven years old <laughs> The time machine can <laughs> but, okay, but, but that won't help but, but okay i mean you, you guys have talked about like performances and like all that, what I really admire more about this movie than anything else is the effects work on it, and how I think ninety-nine point nine percent of it is all practical in front of the camera. I think the only thing that they did digitally was like the blue flames in front of Dracula's castle. I
3: think, if, it's if I'm the not mistaken, blue. I think it's the blue flames, but I almost, I think those were drawn onto the celluloid. Um, oh, yeah. That's more what it looked like
1: to me. That's yeah, what I
3: the only weird effect is the morphing of drac at the end whenever he's going through his phases Uh i think that may be the only thing everything else is done in camera or in front of the camera
4: and Um, yeah and, and the effects that i really love is everything about dracula it's just whenever he's around it's like reality is like warping around him like there's you know his shadow obviously is like moving differently than he is But one like really subtle thing they do is when he first meets Mina, she like drops something like her coin purse or something and he like catches it and the camera pans up and he's already holding it up. It's just a really subtle thing. Like everything around Dracula, like reality warps when he's around. And I think that's just a really cool thing they did with the character. But Mm -hmm. yeah, overall, I think it's a great adaptation. It's, I, I don't know. It's probably my second or third favorite adaptation of it
2: i mean i know you love this stuff too because you were a monster kid too and your Mm -hmm. dad loved this stuff did he show you this to you when you were young or did you come to this later
4: i came to this one later uh like hayden and i believe daniel has the same story my dad showed me the classic universal monster movies so but yeah this one i discovered on my own later on (laughs) you were like no wonder he didn't show me this as a kid
2: (laughs) uh this uh, yeah and i will say well
0: i i I just want to ask i am curious if this is your third favorite what two would you put above it ken
4: good question i like the lugosi version a lot and i mean maybe it's recency bias watching nosferatu again but i also i want to say i also really love the spanish version of dracula the universal produced (laughs) one which from a lot of technical standpoints they say is better than the lugosi version but it's been a while since i've watched that too so Still
1: never seen that one, so yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah. I can't get through it because the guy playing Dracula is so bad. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've seen the worst it. Dracula yeah, I've
3: seen it. It's the the worst parts are oh. the runtime. It's like thirty minutes longer than mm. the Lugosi one. It really feels like it. Which and, already the Lugosi
4: one does sort of drag. As much as I love Lugosi, and it, yeah. it's it's
1: slow.
3: Yeah, it is. And the and Daniel, the anyway, I love and,
4: it. I love it. Trust
1: me. I know but. you do. I've heard your podcast on it. The
3: guy, the guy playing uh, Dracula is it's it's real bad sign when the worst part of your dracula movie is uh dracula, it's dracula. And that <laughs> which is
1: also is true really of the bad. jack palance version which i watched recently and it's oh, it's real rough yeah. i've never wanted to see that
2: one because i cannot fathom jack palance's Dracula. <laughs> that it one, sucks that like... one
1: put hayden to sleep
2: oh oh yeah
0: i think i perfect. was snoring
2: <laughs> if i can't sleep then it's a good sleep aid um <laughs> and i you guys said so much I, uh this was a movie as a kid that like loomed over me like because we were in the video store all the time and i felt like this was like a video store staple like a shadow mat like a shadow exactly uh <laughs> they i felt like we went to this mom and pop video store for a long time that i felt like kept this poster up for years like since like 92 to probably like 97 98 it was just there until they still they literally closed and i was scared of the poster i was scared of like the vhs box or even it was so simple it was that like gray gargoyle face but i was uh. just like oh that's scary like i can't you know and it felt very like this is a movie for like your parents this is an adult thing like i'm scared to even go near this movie i don't know why i was so petrified of it um but i didn't see it till probably like the 2000s i just caught on tv and i thought it was good and i think now every time i watch it it probably gets better because movies look worse and worse <laughs> and uh, overall not every movie to, you know that comes out is bad but like somebody hasn't general, seen terrifier 2 well <laughs> <laughs> i have not yet i actually will because you're gonna talk me into it but uh and it's funny because if you watch the special features on the dracula blu-ray coppola talks a lot about how we always say stuff like oh i wish they made stuff like this uh, you know now but in 92 this was like outrageous for him to do this yeah. stuff mm-hmm. he, his own special effects guys were saying he hired some guy and was like eh we don't want to do it that way and he's like well you're fired and he got yeah. like his he hired his own son to come in and do this stuff he claims there's like no green screen at all um like no all-
3: none so it's really cool matt did you see on the special features one of my favorite examples is? that shot where jonathan is in the train and you see his journal in the foreground so they mm-hmm. were just going to do that kind of like layering image where they just shoot the top of the journal and then shoot the train and then they just like project them together or whatever or splice them together I, I don't know. Yeah. they were going to do that but they wanted the shadow of the train smoke on the book so what they did instead is they built a miniature train and then built a giant journal, a yep. twenty-foot like, journal perspective, yep. and they just shot them together. And so the whole movie operates on that. My friend Paul last night. I've seen this movie as a bunch of times. I've seen this movie a lot, and like he pointed out for the first time, I realized that uh, whenever Dracula and Keanu, or Dracula shaving Keanu, <laughs> I keep saying Keanu. Whenever Dracula shaving Jonathan. The walls of the room are slowly closing in in the background. I never noticed that in my entire life.
4: I think I noticed it this time, yeah. (laughs) So another effect I want to bring up. um, So have any of you guys listened to the commentary track for this movie that Coppola does? Mm -hmm. So when they're doing that very scene and you you see Jonathan Harker shaving and you see Dracula's hand coming behind him, Coppola says, yeah, I can't remember this effect. It's just like, well, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book. You have one guy... (laughs) there and you have a (laughs) double who's you see the back of his head Uh and they're just looking through a hole in the wall that's the oldest trick in the book it's kind of obvious but Coppola is just like yeah I can't remember how we did that (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's I I think I have one of my new
2: favorite special features in any movie I own is the effects uh, featurette on the Dracula Blu-ray because I never watched it before we did this episode and it is fascinating like if you like movies at all I feel like this is some of the most entertaining stuff about how they did these, um, all these effects and just optical stuff. Like, you know, yeah. oh, it, it seems so complicated. Like, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, maybe you should use CGI, but they're, they they also went out there at a weird point with computer effects because you're literally between Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park, which are like two of the biggest, I guess, breakthroughs in like uh, CGI ever, you know? It's like, and they do this movie with all these like very old, movie tricks and techniques um and it made me appreciate the stuff so much more like yeah the train sequence Mm -hmm. like how that's all like stuff that's layered together and finally it's like done all in camera it's it's just insane like how they put it all together and yeah I mean the first five minutes this movie I mean the whole movie looks great but the first five minutes before the title even hits I'm like all other movies should just give up because it's like it doesn't get better than this and it's crazy at 92 even that this was like crazy for him to do this people were like "Ah, don't do it this way it's too complicated and he's like no no he's like we're doing it this way Mm -hmm. and i mean i like the movie overall i love the movie this time i think i loved it more than i've ever loved it um but like yeah that stuff the first five minutes the stuff when harker gets to the castle is some of my favorite stuff in a movie ever i think because of how it looks because it's just Mm -hmm. incredible um I get I'm like Mark though. I get a little lost on the story stuff because it moves so quickly. <laughs> like it just it yeah. flies by and you're like, wait, they're going after him now? We do are we teaming up? What's going on? <laughs> like, um, I don't mind it. I'm along for the ride, but it's just yeah, it's this is like it cannot be it's I, I exaggerate. I don't like to exaggerate stuff, but this is like truly one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I love it. So well, yeah and the plot, the the not being able to follow the plot,
3: it helps that like Dracula is a very simple story uh get the vampire like right. i mean it's it's like it's that's like what i was thinking there's yeah. a bad guy he's a monster man and uh you gotta you gotta kill him before <laughs> before he like kills all your girlfriends and so like it helps that you it you basically know what's going on
2: basically right i was yeah. thinking that i was like okay i don't know the specifics maybe but i know you know what we're doing here overall like we're trying to get Dracula
1: um I never thought about that before, about the pace going by like crazy and like not being able to follow things like I never considered that before this viewing because I just read the book. I actually, oh, despite no. the fact how much I love Dracula, never read the book until recently. And I was thinking about how like, man, they're zipping through the events of the book so fast. And I feel like they're <laughs> skipping over certain things that like I would feel like you would need. Um, but I never thought about that before reading the book and kind of like knowing the things that they're skipping over.
0: Yeah, reading the book definitely um helped me on this viewing or reading what I did of the book. But yeah, it's it zooms through the events in the book, which is weird cuz like this is called Bram Stoker's Dracula. This is supposed to be like the faithful adaptation and like it gets like most of like more of the events and characters than any other adaptations, but like in terms of tone and energy it is nothing like the book.
4: <laughs> no. Well, and um, so as close as this one is to the book, of all the adaptations I've seen, I think this is probably the most accurate to the book. But, and as Daniel, you were saying, they did skip over certain things that, like you said, you might think that you would need. They also do still add a good amount. Like they make very direct ties to Vlad the Impaler. And also the romance between Dracula and Mina, it's, that's not, that. None of that is in the book. And also really without their romance, like they added that for the movie, but in the book, really, Dracula is not there for a lot of it. It's just sort of his looming presence over everyone's lives. Yeah. And so he's actually nowhere to be seen for a good portion of the book. And, yeah. but if you're going to call your movie Dracula, it's just like, okay, and we're going to have a big star like Gary Oldman, we got to make him front and center of the movie.
1: Yeah. The, the book, reading the book is a big reason that I, love this adaption more than I ever have on this viewing because while I like the book I think this movie improves on everything absolutely everything is so much better in this movie than it is in the book and that just made me appreciate the movie all the more
3: we'll talk okay so there are a few things I remember specifically about the book that I do wish I do wish we could have gotten some little some little uh missing tidbits like Mark, who, who's the old man that Mina meets? Uh, oh, she's Mr. Like, Swales. oh yeah. Mr. Swales. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is was wa- weird. Mr. Swales is wonderful. I love all the interactions. There's a lot of little details that I do love about the book. But overall, I agree with you guys. I do think we need to talk about the romance angle because that's probably the most controversial thing about yeah. this adaptation. And if this movie came out today, there'd be a bunch of people on Twitter and they'd be like, oh, Francis Ford Coppola doesn't understand the character of Dracula. Like people are saying about Michael Myers or whatever about Halloween. ends. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, this is the most adapted movie of, or this is the most adapted book of, of all time, of all time. There's so many Draculas and like I think it's okay to add a little love story, baby. You know? And, and, like, and, and I, and I love, love, you know, I'm a very romantic guy. I think this is one of the most, I think this is an incredibly romantic movie. I think it's a very, um, it's a very interesting take on it. Cause usually I'm like, just let the monsters be the monsters. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to own up to it. Like I, I can't help it. I I love seeing Dracula as like a sympathetic uh fallen angel like he, he's basically like lucifer like the he mm. was uh he was a warrior for god he renounced him and now he's like now he's cursed to be this monster on earth it's it's wonderful
4: so that's something I actually a question again i want to post to daniel is with your affinity for dracula and how much you love him is that partially like why you actually think that improves on the characters because you get a lot more sympathy for him
1: yeah, because it, one of my things with the book is I love Dracula in the book. I think he's so good. Like Bram Stoker just nailed that character right out the gate. But there's so much time spent with like Van Helsing monologuing about how much he loves each and every character in that movie and what good book friends that they are. sucks, dude. Um, she sucks. does. And there's not enough Dracula. So I like that we get much more Dracula. I love the romance angle because I like scary monster Dracula. Well, no, I love scary monster Dracula. But I also... <laughs> I like the romantic Dracula too. And I like that this adaptation lets both, it gives you both. It's both the most monstrous version of Dracula we've ever seen. And it's the sexiest and most romantic Dracula ever. Like, I don't know how Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman is like the (laughs) sexiest man I've ever seen in a movie. He was a sex symbol
3: in the nineties, dude. Remember when they marketed the Scarlet Letter off of fucking dimsdale dude you no know, i do you not all, remember the Scarlet you know letter you all want to bang <laughs> dimsdale from the
1: scarlet letter man i'm like, just saying that he's not a traditionally handsome leading man like they didn't agree, cast a brad agree, pitt for the or a tom cruise uh for this movie um they casted gary oldman looks like a character actor very weak chin uh and he's so <laughs> hot in this movie it's crazy but and i love like the scene when he gets a very sexy love scene with Mina and then two seconds later, he's turned into a giant bat monster. Like that is the perfect uh, representation (laughs) for how this is monster Dracula and romantic Dracula simultaneously. And it somehow works perfectly all in the same movie. When she says,
3: take me away from all this death and he embraces her and the the strings swell, dude, I swoon. I'm like, this is just one of the greatest movie moments i love it so like my hairs stand up on the back of my neck and then yes and then they
2: immediately break in he's
3: like wow <laughs> you're like yeah. ah!
4: exactly yeah.
2: they, uh they have so much heat between them i feel like there's so much like Dude. like you feel so much yeah there and, and it's, it's like so, this time I was like these two should get together. Sorry, Harker. It's like I,
1: it's I feel more, like that in almost every Dracula movie, especially oh, in the Lugosi one. I'm oh. like, do not go back to David Manners. He sucks. <laughs> Lugosi is awesome. <laughs> well, okay. Do we
4: on that topic? Do we want to jump into talking about? Keanu? Let's talk. We, we yeah. Gotta get, th- okay. We let's
3: follow the most. We should, should probably talk about the whole thing cast, about it yeah. with the next yeah.
4: most controversial element about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> the Keanu in the room. Uh, I will say it's crazy to me watching this movie now that I feel like this movie got boiled down to making fun of Keanu Reeves' accent in like the, the I mean, like 2000s or something. It was like, let's just make fun of how bad we think Keanu is in Dracula. He's not was, in the movie very much. Yeah, this time I was like, wow, he's really not in the movie this much. He doesn't, first of all, I don't think he tanks the movie because it just, I think I'm used to it at this point. Like I know the performance and it's not a great accent. Everyone, I think- He'd probably admit that, um, but there's so much other stuff to love in this movie. It's like who gives a shit that his like okay. accent is like not great. And d- I sent I think Hayden and Mark a quote from Coppola where it was just very wholesome. It was like, what do you say? He was like, yeah, like the accent wasn't good, but Keanu was such a sweetheart, and he was trying so hard, and he's like he was doing his best, basically. Well, um that's the yeah.
3: thing is like he uh, Coppola and Winona wanted Johnny Depp. Because was my writer still dating him? Yeah, I would love I would love to peek into another universe and see the giant depth version of this. The studio, because this was a movie made to make money. Like, I mean, Coppola was Coppola. This was like the phase in Coppola's career with like Godfather Three, where he's like, I'm trying to pay off some debts, but <laughs> Coppola can't help himself, and so he wound he winds up going over budget on every. <laughs> on every it helps that this was the the most financially successful movie he's ever made uh but because like everybody, everybody loves dracula so everybody went to go see it but like <laughs> um like anyways every like a lot of decisions were being he he had to do some he had to make some compromises and the studio was pushing keanu but the thing was like he wasn't uh francis for coppola while he fights i mean apocalypse now is all coppola fighting back against everything right he didn't fight back because everyone loved Keanu so much. <laughs>
4: they were just like, yeah. "Oh, he's so
3: he's so sweet.
4: I mean, he's well, so he's such a nice guy. We can't really." And if I'm not mistaken, the casting of Winona Ryder is because she was supposed to be um, uh, the daughter in Godfather Part Three, mm-hmm. but then she sort of bailed on that. Oh, and she think... brought him the James Hart script and said, "Yep, you should exactly. look
3: at this. I want to, This is going to be my next project. I'd like you to direct it because I still want to work together with you." And yeah. uh, Coppola took that. And he, he had a long history with the book. Like, he loved the book. So he was like, yeah, I'll take a stab at this uh, this whole Dracula thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and there's a, there a whole story, too, about Renona Ryder and Johnny Depp saying to, like, Prince for Coppola, like, we thought you could do anything. You can't, like, you, we thought you were, like, the god of Hollywood. You can't get in the movie. And he's like, not right now. Like, you can't pull it off, basically. And it's like, yeah. it is funny, because forgetting what we know about Johnny Depp now, uh, it's like, I could totally see... 1992 Johnny Depp. Oh, in this it would wonder- It would have been, been perfect. perfect. And I'm sure it would have been great. Yeah. It's uh it's just funny that because I at the time in my mind I was too young, but I I think of Johnny Depp and Keanu Reeves at that time being kind of equal, but I guess Keanu's already been in Bill and Ted and Point Break, so he yeah. is a bigger star. But at the time I thought they were pretty close, but apparently the studio didn't see it that way. Did you also hear Coppola? I love the story about how he kind of gamed the studio against themselves where he was like he didn't want to go shoot on location he wanted to shoot on a set mm-hmm. but he did this thing where he played with them where he kind of like played it up like i mean you could send me over to like romania but yeah, that'd be expensive
4: how many do on want a set and they were like "Great right Like that's
2: what he wanted the whole time basically <laughs> uh-huh.
4: yeah no the uh the, i do want to say uh, Ken reeves does not tank the movie i absolutely agree but the one line that really does kill me is the is the uh why are they filling these boxes with earth? <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's
3: to me, it's so easy. The carriage he goes, He's oh. grown young. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: really that just you can one. pick any any of the lines. I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think he's grown look, young really got me this time.
0: <laughs> I haven't chipped in my five cents. I love Keanu Harker, <laughs> he's, he's great. I mean, look, here, here it's not a great performance, but I have this strange reaction to bad performances where if they're playing like. A really sympathetic character, and that it's clearly a bad performance. Something about it just makes me like him more. Maybe it's just like <laughs> I feel bad for all the shit that I see this performance, this performer take, or imagining. I imagine him like a child in a schoolyard, and all these bullies are just like throwing their line readings back at him. And for some reason, that just makes me like the performance more, and that okay. really. Going into this, knowing how much people hated Keanu and seeing him like, oh, my God, I get it. But I feel so bad <laughs> for him. And that's also part of the reason why I think I'm the only one here. I root for Harker over Dracula. I'm sorry. Harker's wow. my boy. I, I still I do, too, Mark. Her, you know I'm to for see her... I can't
2: root for the bad guy. So
0: thank you, Matt. I want to see her end as cool up as with he the boring, toast Englishman <laughs> and not the like, not the hot uh what's the word i'm looking the for? hot
3: serial killing uh who <laughs> killed <laughs> her best friend yeah.
2: the bad boy the bad, the bad boy, boy. Yeah. yeah you're rooting for the the underdog i yeah, even though i said i felt the heat between the two of them this time i'm still like listen he's still a
4: vampire you got to go back to it, Parker. it is weird because because mina goes from like you killed lucy to like two minutes later she's all over him you seen west side
1: that, story that's the basically the same thing happens well (laughs) Well, that
3: and and you can't divorce it i mean it is a it's a love story about two souls like it is about reincarnate like love through reincarnation Mm -hmm. so it's like she cannot help herself you know i mean right it's it's one it's like i i love that so much but i I also want to defend keanu because (laughs) i've come around from like defending him against my friends who are like Oh, you like that movie with that terrible Keanu Reeves. Film? It's like, no, why are you going to let that tank a movie for you? One right. thing. But, <laughs> and, and, but the other thing is like, I honestly think it works the movie's advantage because Jonathan Harker, the character, Dan, you've mentioned this before. His name is wonderful. His name is one of those, like, it's like cellar door. You're Jonathan Harker. <laughs> you're like, that is one of the greatest names that's ever been put together. Amen. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, beyond his name he is a total idiot and a buffoon and i think keanu reeves while he is sympathetic he he does even if he's not meaning to he does capture that he's just like magooing around the castle just like walking around there's like rats around the ceiling like liquids
0: dripping up and he's just like
3: Hmm, that's interesting he's just like keep, he's <laughs> keep like completely
0: oblivious to everything he is basically done. playing jonathan harker the way he has always been throughout the ages going back to the book like just uh-huh. pure naivete naivete pure. Just, an he's idiot, pure. just like a good man but just a complete moron who cannot pick up on the like the most basic <laughs> hint that something wrong is going on. He's there, the right? baby.
3: Of, he's the baby on the construction site in a like, Looney Tune, just like. Like,
0: we <laughs> like we've know? already talked about. Like oh. I think we talked about it before we started recording. But the part where Dracula pour- pulls the sword out at the table, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> not taken aback at all yeah. exactly I, decided, you,
2: you, <laughs> I, I would be out of that place so fast like i he's just like oh so weird he's
0: and he's, and Eastern reading Europeans the book different like yeah it's like it's all told from his diary that section of the book and it's literally just like oh uh he wanted me to stay with him a month well i guess that's all right it's a little strange but right. like um. Oh, he uh, he locked me into my room. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to stay in this section. Of the I guess I'm just gonna stay. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, so, and then um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna jump in with my thoughts on Keanu, but you can finish your thought. Oh, literally, I all I was gonna say was um. And then you get to the whole factor
4: of like him coming back and like being with Mina, and I really feel like, and this might be a wild comparison, I feel like Jonathan Harker is like Dale Gribble and mina and dracula are like uh fucking nancy and john redcorn in this whole situation <laughs> oh my god that King of that the makes reference? it
1: even that makes <laughs> yeah. it even
0: more sad <laughs> oh i mean man. it's like that's a very funny subplot on that show but when you think about it for more than a second it's very sad <laughs> very tragic oh
1: uh,
2: daniel i'm sorry uh, what were you gonna well. say about
1: keanu <laughs> oh i just i just want to jump up my thoughts on him um so Keanu and Winona Ryder both get a lot of flack for their accents in this movie, but I think the difference is Winona is not a great accent, but I think she's giving a great performance, so Mm -hmm. it totally works, and I don't care about the accent. Keanu, it's a bad accent, and it's a bad performance, and I, I think the performance is more a problem than the accent is, and I think the problem is... He One, I've read he was exhausted doing this shoot because he had done like two other movies back to back and then he's going straight into Dracula and he had like no energy. And also I think trying to do the accents really holding back his performance because he can't really think about the character or anything because he's mm-hmm, so focused yeah. on the accent, which is why I think Coppola made a big mistake by not just having him do his normal voice because it would have been fine. Nobody would have cared. It would have been like Kevin Costner and Robin Hood. It would have been fine. Yes, right <laughs> um, But yeah, now... He doesn't hold back the movie for me because one, Hayden, like you said, Jonathan Harker is a stupid character. Every (laughs) version of Jonathan Harker sucks except John Van Eason in Horror Dracula from Hammer because he's like an undercover vampire hunter in that movie and he's awesome. Um, He's my favorite Harker. And I also kind of like the Harker in Werner Herzog's Nosferatu the Vampire because he is immediately like, i am so deeply uncomfortable like from the first second because klaus kinski is the most uncomfortable human being of all time (laughs) and he's just like get me out of here immediately um but yeah jonathan harker is a dumb character keanu reeves seems like a a dumb guy in this movie keanu reeves is not dumb in real life don't get me wrong Uh, he's (laughs) wonderful and amazing um
0: fuck you matthew perry (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah this is a bad time to say anything bad about keanu that's why i feel bad about this it's right. just a
3: shame that he walks among us like dracula you know? <laughs>
1: but anyway um, oh yeah <laughs> gosh what was it oh yeah for me now Keanu is like he's like a source of levity in the movie like the movie will be very serious very operatically intense and then Keanu will come in and just mince mispronounce a word so horribly and like uh-huh. it's funny and it's like a moment of levity and, and I arrived enjoy
3: it, in so. Budapest this morning yeah the, the <laughs> bad Budapest. performance
1: I still yes. give this movie five out of
3: five it doesn't hold the movie oh well. yeah I, I want. I want to say another element his performance brings because not only is it let, not only does it like uh, alleviate some of the tension and everything. I didn't. I had this uh, epiphany last night. It's a performance that feels like an American and an Italian movie, but it's an American and an <laughs> American movie. He's literally like wow. Jessica Harper in in Suspiria. Wow, Suspiria. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome in that movie though. She's she is great, but it, but it's it's a weird alienating effect.
2: Yes, where the confusion like, works, yeah.
3: Yes. Yes, it's a confused performer. or I don't know. I <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't compare him to her, but like it just he feels like a
1: he feels like an Argento-like uh, performance just in the middle of
5: <laughs> But he also
1: has a great look. Like, he's just a great-looking Harker, and, and that helps a lot. Well, um, and, until they have to give him, like, the Party City
4: spray-on gray hair. He looks like Rodney McDowell
1: in Fright Night. <laughs> yes, that is weird
2: 10%. everything else looks so good. It's in movie. a book, but you don't need it. <laughs> Then they spray Keanu's on his hair, and I'm like, that's the best we could do to make that look like he's. I don't know. It just looks weird to look, me. It's like here's that's thing. all my
1: favorite vampire movies. They got to spray gray somebody's hair. Uh, look, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. It's it's the same amount of stress that
3: any president goes through. You know, they come in four years later, they got the white hair. You know, uh, I mean,
1: I mean uh, hang on. You know. Trump's toupee did not turn gray. Shock, shock to the system. <laughs> well, that's how you know the hair's fake. That's 100%. how you know the hair's fake. <laughs>
2: Joe the, Biden already had white hair. So, yeah. But yeah. For oh, Obama, good, man, you good. see those pictures from beginning to end. It's Ooh. like this poor man. Oh, I mean,
3: Dr- uh, it's W,
2: dude. W oh, yeah, went in looked...
3: with like that little, They're... that little. Clinton, too. Golden hair. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, we all of them, really. George <laughs>
1: Washington's wig. I mean, come on. I guess that yeah. job's got to be a little stressful, probably. Yeah, you, you think? It doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> what are they complaining about? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kennedy made it out all right. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Matt, feel free to edit that one out
4: if you want, Matt. I'm not going to change a different color. I was was thinking of it, but I wasn't going to say it. I I can't edit I don't care going on. think of me.
3: All right. From from one performance to many, let's talk about this. How many other sets? I mean, we talked about Sleepy Hollow, Dan. I'd love to be on that set because of just the architecture of everything. Imagine being on this set. In the special features, they paint you this picture of like, Literally to, to get the guys to bond, Francis Ford Coppola sent Carrie Elwes, Richard Grant, and uh, Billy Campbell on like horseback riding adventures, hot air balloon adventures, like they went <laughs> camping um, on the set Tom Waits would just be playing music for everyone on the piano. Uh I I can't remember. I think Anthony Hopkins was like cooking for everyone. It's oh, just like, amazing. oh my god, how could you not just want to hang out with these people all the time? And
1: then Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder are feuding and kind of spoiling everything. Oh, hey, yeah. no, I didn't hear about that. Well, they, that- feeding- oh, they hate. They hated each other on wow. the set. Apparently I mean,
0: that- that makes sense for Gary. That sounds like the vibe he would put out on a set. Apparently
1: she said she felt like he was dangerous, which is maybe just the performance, but then she later said she thinks it was just teen girl drama. Is what she said. So I I'm not saying that. that's what she just, said.
3: I think he's probably just like he's he may have mellowed out recently cuz in interviews now he kind of acts like Anthony Hopkins acts a little bit where Anthony Anthony's like i get i have the fucking easiest job in the world like i'm i'm incredibly lucky i just show up and like i pretend and then i play yeah. pretend Early, <laughs> by this
2: point anthony hopkins in 92 was like i don't want to rehearse like yeah. coppola wanted like full cast rehearsals and
1: hopkins was like
2: eh, do we need to you know like, he was like, i just want to
1: kind of get <laughs> there like Hang that's on. weird i the special features i watch he talked about how much he loved having rehearsal time and how i rare. Think that maybe is. first he didn't he want wound to, up loving it, it.
2: yeah he ended up loving I think that was sorry yeah I I think at first he was like do we need to rehearse then he ended up having a good time because the rehearsals look super fun they're all just like Uh hanging out and like dancing and like I love um, the dancing
1: part in the special feature. it's great (laughs) I think
3: at the time
2: uh sorry I was just gonna say I think at the time Gary Oldman was probably like an intense I think he was like kind of method probably there's a lot of of him yelling yelling at him and Coppola yelling
4: at each other it doesn't seem like too
0: hostile but it's a
2: lot of Yeah, I've
4: seen those those behind the scene footage
0: Fun yeah. story about uh, Gary Oldman. He is not credited in uh, Hannibal, yeah. which might actually be my favorite performance of his. Oh, he's and so gross
4: in that. <laughs> he is. Oh my god. He is. And it's not monster. just the makeup. The, the character is revolting. the character
0: is a it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> but apparently, so I had heard different <laughs> stories. I've heard Gar- I've heard that Gary Oldman wanted to go uncredited because he didn't want his name overshadowing the performance. But then I heard another thing like he was fighting to have his name above the title and they didn't <laughs> they didn't want him. Mason like they, just, they just wanted Hopkins and Julianne Moore. They didn't want him overcrowding the show. I and hope that's some, not
1: true because that's insane. It's <laughs> yeah,
0: really crazy. Somehow that led to him being uncredited. I, I've i just heard hearsay. I don't know what the truth is. Yeah. Um, yeah, for all I know, I could even be making up that I ever heard that story. Half the time I try to go mm-hmm. back and look these stories up, I can't find them, but you're just rolling in,
1: making up stories about Hannibal. <laughs> he seems like <laughs> he seems
0: like a very uh, like he could have been a very intense, uh int- intense personality is the term I'm trying to find. I, yeah, sure. I got that yeah. from
2: the features on this one. And I mean Coppola was like, I wanted an actor's actor. And he got mm-hmm. one, I think. He got I mean, like,
3: also think about the pressure. This he is literally the man of a thousand faces in this one movie. Think about all so the much, time he yeah, spent stuff. in the makeup oh, yeah.
0: chair on this one movie. It's, it's oh, insane. crazy how many man. looks he has. Like, I would I never say, get in a makeup chair again after that.
4: Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, but but my favorite thing, just because it, it's the silliest looking thing in the world to me, is not specifically when he's the giant wolf monster, but when when Mina is looking at him and he says, don't see me, it like briefly flashes to his human face on this monster uh-huh. body. And it looks like, what's his name? Um, the old man from Tusk. The, the, Gary, uh, when Parks, the Gary old man yeah. from when Tusk? He gets, when he gets into the Tusk suit, uh-huh. like, it, that's what it looks like to me. Daniel Shaky just oh, said, he
2: doesn't, no, I
1: don't like, know if he... Hayden knows this, I can't talk about Tusk. Can't think oh. about it, no <laughs> Tusk. All right. Well, okay. Wait, what's, y'all's,
2: ends, what's
3: y'all's favorite Dracula look in this
0: movie?
4: Oh, I.
0: Like, oh man, I like the old man. I like the wolf. I, like I, like I like the wolf Dracula. Okay, He's...
2: Ken said old man. Mark said wolf. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, what do you what do you got? You're thinking.
1: <laughs> it's so hard because yes. I I love them all so much. I guess I'm gonna. I don't know. I really like the end when it's like old man, but not in a bun hair. <laughs> um, and, and even like at the very end when he has like the bat face, I guess I'm going to go with that, but it's, they're basically all tied.
3: There's a great old man. Look, <laughs> there's a great old man. Look, when he's standing outside Lucy's window before he finally oh, kills her. So he's got good. the old man oh, yeah. face, no bun hair. And he's in this like black suit. He looks oh, so yeah. cool. I got go to go the bat though. The bat. The bat's, the
2: bat's really cool. Oh, I love when amazing. it backs into
4: the shadows and the glowing eyes are just there. Oh, oh my, my God. God
2: and he turns into and Ken, rats and right it's
4: like i'm not scared of this so, <laughs> but look but no i one's... was in my mid-20s when i first watched it so. oh, okay okay fair, fair
2: fair i think now everything comes across as more like oh that's really cool you know yes, to me yeah. it's like as an adult well um, that's me
3: in
1: practically every horror movie yeah, well, yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. thing
3: Wait, i've said that many times after the age of 13 movies aren't scary people got quick complaining when movies aren't scary dude this they're movies I mean, my only problem is me, like
2: a surprise i'm like oh yeah she
4: scared me like yes, yeah, exactly like I, and I know daniel... and I are... oh go ahead I Ken, know... matt i know you and i are like that with like with ari aster's movie he's he's like the only guy that can actually that's it yeah freak me out anymore yeah
2: that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. daniel lindy talked about empty man on her show recently and i was remembering back to when i first watched that like last year and like i watched it in broad daylight like and i was freaked out i was like really? i was like i don't like this i'm like very yeah. uncomfortable um, oh,
3: okay cool yeah
2: it freaked that's me. It a scary movie under, it got under my skin yeah. like i don't know if it's like a different kind of scare it's not like oh i mean there's a lot of jump scares we're just like oh that was scary but like empty man like got under my skin i did not i was like i loved it but i was like oh this is like creeped me out uh, See, i'm gonna I go still
0: oh, oh. sorry, sorry I we're talking about movies not being scared i still get plenty <laughs> creeped out by movies because one of my favorite ways to watch horror movies is by myself with the lights out and it's easy for some really bad movies can get to me in that way if you watch them in just the right environment. So I still get pretty spooked out. I don't know what y'all talking
1: about.
4: Yeah, <laughs> We're all really telling cool, Mark. The changeling really creeped me out. So
1: yeah, oh yeah, me too. Like the scene in the bathtub is super scary. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, You'll I was going to go. Never look way at with...
3: balls the same way. I'm. <laughs> you never look. At... You'll never look at a red ball. Whatever. Okay. It's, I'm it's sorry.
2: fine. <laughs> it, it was funny. Uh the Dracula looks. I was gonna go a different way because nobody mentioned this. And I don't know if it's my f- the arm the red armor he wears at the beginning. Oh, it's like the armor. Oh, like, like the costumes. meat suit, it looks
4: like. I, hmm? Yes. It looks like a meat suit. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, it's a cool looking meat suit, like though. It looks I don't know, like, like
2: flesh. that is like He's one like of the coolest pieces beef. of costume or costume I've ever seen. And it's not in the movie very much. I think that's it, is the opening <laughs> and it's done. Yeah. But well, yeah.
4: Well, I was going to say something that's really interesting is, um, so the costume designer for this movie, it was some Japanese lady that they came to, and she knew Aiko nothing Ishioka. about Dracula. Yeah, she knew nothing about Dracula, and they were like, yeah, just go ahead and make anything, and that's why Dracula's robes look very, like, geisha-like, mm-hmm. and she she won the Oscar for Best Costume Design. I mean, and I would say well was, rightfully so, <laughs> yes. The yeah.
3: co- I mean, every element of this, I mean, I, again, I love every element of this movie, but the, the costumes and the music are oh, the so, so good stunning they're so amazing i love
2: dracula's theme yeah oh, yeah yeah that mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the, yes, Coppola so says it at some point too in the film features about how like he he was like just make the costumes amazing and that'll like fill out the sets i think he described it as a like, Orig-
3: mm. yes originally it was just he was like we will save money will just be very sparse, very bare sets. I'm glad they didn't go that way. I love that this is like Baz Luhrmann's
2: Dracula. It's like very maximalist. <laughs> oh, I know Matt is...
4: <laughs> Matt is not a Baz Luhrmann fan.
2: Well, I did. I told you, did I tell you to watch Elvis?
4: Yeah, you liked that one, isn't that? I really like...
2: liked Elvis. I, I just think, yeah, most times it doesn't work for me, but I, th- this is very maximalist. This is like-
3: Everything is
2: turned up to, oh, to yeah. the nth degree. And I'm glad oh. they did do that because the sets also look
3: amazing. But yeah, originally he was like, the costumes are going to do all the work. They're going to, and luckily they just did both. They were like, okay, the, co- the sets yeah. are amazing and the costumes <laughs> are
2: just, like that Dilophosaurus
3: wedding dress that she wears is so cool. Yeah,
2: <laughs> oh my God. God. That's one of the best images in the whole movie is when she's coming toward the camera and then the cross oh. pops up in front of her.
4: Vampire oh, she's uh, the blooper lady. The blooper lady, I love that. <laughs> That's what she- I'm not sure, did they say that in this movie or is that just in the book? I, think I don't that remember that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They refer to her. She becomes like a local legend of like kidnapping children, and she's the blooper lady. I had to mm. look up what blooper means,
0: and literally the only results are Dracula-related. So I think they just <laughs> made the word <laughs> up, made up. Well, up. I think but... it's
3: the area she's haunting, right?
0: Well, no, it's the oh, um, God. it's like the word. The explanation I said is it's like some English slang for beautiful, like uh, oh, okay. people in a lower class area.
4: Was say mm-hmm. oh, she's a real she's blooper Oi, something. <laughs> Oi, she's a rock right for lady, ain't she? <laughs> British <laughs> Chinese <up>. sweeps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Dick, Dick Van
2: Dyke, Dyke and his crew. Oh,
3: Speaking yeah. of great English accents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
1: That's, oh,
2: that's what I legitimately thought was a British accent for years was the chimney sweep. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, that's another incognito. one that's still a
1: five out of five movie despite a bad oh, British accent.
2: Absolutely. I, that's an accent I just embrace and I love. I don't think, oh, yeah. I, it's not a correct accent, but I love it. I feel what like if Keanu
3: was doing the Dick Van Dyke? He's like,
2: Oh, you—you you got me wrong through some blue inferno. <laughs> He's grown young, I say. Uh, He's you
4: grow grown young. Old, man, I say. You know what? I'll—I'll I'll say it. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda did a better British accent than Dick Van Dyke did when he did Mary Poppins Returns. And
1: yet, yeah, yeah, not half, half as good. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. Like- he was much better in. He was. He was a much better British accent in a marginally okay movie. Yeah. Like twenty-five percent
1: cool. of the charisma. Yeah. It's like that's all right. This, if you could sub thing. out one actor
3: with Lin Manuel Miranda and <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula.
2: Oh man. Hmm. Couldn't he play one of uh one of Lucy's suitors? Can he play one? one of those of, guys? No, I no, 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 don't want play to play those guys. Of there's can no
0: play one, one, of the guard, one of the guards in the sanitarium. No, nah, I yes. was
3: going to say I want him to play that that night watchman who looks like Sherlock Holmes who gets immediately eaten by the wolfman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, no, I would not lo- further. I would not lose any of the best friends gang. That's yeah, what yeah. I call the Okay, uh, Mark,
3: Mark, you gotta get into the best friends gang. Okay, you gotta get <laughs> well, look, group.
0: yeah, yeah, because all right, these three characters in the book, Van Helsing will not stop going on about how all three of these guys, <laughs> and later, uh, Mina yeah. and Jonathan, and even Lucy while she's alive, are his best friends. The best <laughs> friends. <laughs> he's never, never met, met anyone who
1: world. isn't the greatest person he's right. ever met in his
0: life. <laughs> yeah, oh my and, god. Oh. Well I was just <laughs> going to say watching the movie the three guys uh Arthur Quincy and Dr Seward I agree with them they're all amazing
3: they are yeah. all amazing I just they're love great. how it's like that I don't I really don't like Van Helsing in the book but I do love the like he just shows up and he's like oh yeah y'all are all best friends and now I'm like best friends with y'all <laughs> He is
4: Anthony Hopkins is having the time of his life in this movie he, the moment be- when he realizes oh when he realizes Oh snap! It's the vampire. He is like celebrating that he's a vampire, and he's just you like, have hey, I'm my life. Life. I'm he, he like he, is. he like grabs so Quincy. Is it Quincy or Arthur? He grabs and like jumps up and down with him. It's outrageous. I dare say the devil's concubine. And he's like, <laughs> "Feed me!" I stop. And then, and when they kill, when they kill Lucy, and they're having dinner, it's just like, oh. "Yeah, with sticks oh, or oh, cut oh, off oh, her right. head, but now she's at peace." The but cut the from the decapitated
2: is- head to the ro- the roast. Is an amazing okay. cut,
0: <laughs> but also just the way Mina's like, Did my friend suffer while she died? And oh, they yeah. just cut it's like a family guy joke. They yeah. just <laughs> cut to them with her severed head, just sitting there hanging out, like, Yeah, she suffered. Then I cut off a head. she was so hard
3: at the Okay, I, I, the movie is so sensual, like, I mean, not just like sexually, it's just like you can like smell. You feel like you can smell, hear, taste everything like in the movie. And that scene with the roast, and he has like a pint of the darkest beer I've ever seen in my life. He just downs it in one gulp. I'm like, I want to have a beer with Van Helsing. This Van Helsing is great. He's my best friend.
4: Yeah. he is <laughs> my was, best friend. Again. That roast was a perfect medium rare, by the way. Great yes. looking roast. Uh, <laughs> very hungry. Um, so, so I also want to go back real quick. Since we were talking about all of Lucy's suitors, so this is one of my favorite stories um and i believe coppola mentioned this mentions this on the commentary that scene where lucy and mina are looking at the arabian nights book apparently Mm. that was coppola's own personal copy and he said someone on the set stole it and this isn't my original joke joe lascola from the movie dumpster podcast said this he's just like you know who i bet stole it it was winona ryder (laughs) he's just because you know she she can't help herself. She has to steal. Oh,
2: what she mean? was a little klepto. I forgot about that part of her
0: career. It's like I never forget about every. We, I love Winona Ryder, but every time I see her, I'm like, that woman stole once.
1: We don't need to talk about that. Which is such a minor. Winona she, Ryder's a perfect person. She <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Look, she is wonderful and, all and also like didn't come she steal something really small, like a
2: laptop case or something? She was like really ridiculous? I something. thought it was like a bunch we're, of clothes. Look oh, here's well.
3: the, here's the thing. Here's oh thing. well. why don't a writer is great and okay mark you should know this you live in austin where there are no longer any any people who work at the checkout stations at walmart's or anything (laughs) everyone's stealing it's okay it's okay (laughs) it's not a big deal you know
2: (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna go against it. Gonna...
3: I, I, I know I know I'm on a podcast with look with hey the for, Hound a for justice over here. Matt's like Matt's like, we should probably like make her pay for this crime. no no. If no. I was Batman,
2: I would let those crimes go. I'm like, I see a family stealing food. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna beat them
0: up. Uh, yeah, know? well, that's the
3: thing is Nona stole a loaf of bread to feed her family, is the thing. No, so I know she's she on,
0: on she fell on yes. hard times. Uh <laughs> no. then why did uh, she eat the whole loaf herself? She got hungry. I was building, that, was, that one fell, Matt, cut that out. That one fell I, flat. Mark, you keep telling me to cut things out. Nothing's getting edited at this point. Oh, I'm
2: telling you. you. <laughs> hey, I helped you out last time. I can't. You can, look, if you cut that out, you can keep the Kennedy joking. I'm keeping it all in, Mark. It's all staying. <laughs> There's no editing done here. It's a, it's a pain. Uh, oh, I just boy. want to say, as somebody who has not read the book, me just watching this movie, I love that the idea that her, Lucy's three like suitors just team up as like best yes. buddies to go get them. i know <laughs> like it's like as i'm watching it's going, this is amazing these guys are like on board like well let's just team up and go oh yeah, we've go become bros this. now we were all
4: fighting we're, over this one lady they're all like buddies. well buddy. they were
0: already that's the thing in the book they're already friends they're already the best friends they were and never, they all sorry wait,
4: sorry oh no go on i was just gonna say they were never like angry and like fighting with each judges with each other like none of them were like really possessive they kept it up to her which,
0: like which oh, no, they all know that they all love her and they're still like man
1: i'm so happy for you <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is it is the most idealistic like friendship you've ever seen all you do is go on adventures y'all love the same lady and you're just happy for each other and okay here's the thing i love about dracula so much the book and this movie
1: wait are we going away from the three suitors no 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 this is part of it
3: because like i love the feeling of like in this story of like you're with your friends you're in a place where you shouldn't be after dark and it's night and you're solving mysteries and that's like a subplot of this book it's like they're not the scooby gang they're the best friends gang (laughs) but it's it's like it's wonderful i love i love the like sort of creepy mystery adventure feeling of the best friend gang, the, the three suitors like going out and solving mysteries. And I just want to say Quincy
1: Morris is my MVP. Well, that, that goes but along with what I was going to ask I you do, guys, because yeah. I, I love the three suitors too. They're all so perfectly cast. I mean, I love that the Rocketeer is in this. Yeah, I love yeah. Richard E. Grant. <laughs> and by the way, I love that Richard E. Grant is in Rise of Skywalker because it continues the trend of having a British vampire hunter play an Imperial officer. Uh, like Peter <laughs> yeah. They've conjured legions oh, wow. of Star Destroyers. But I wanted to ask you guys, did Lucy make the right choice? No, that's Quincy.
4: You know, is that just because okay, you're a Texas Quincy. guy? Well,
3: okay. well, no, look, here's the thing. cat just freaked out. <laughs> he was on my lap. He was
5: here's like, I thing. hate Quincy. <laughs> I hate, I hate, Texas. look,
3: I may live in Texas, but I hate Texas as much as David Pryor does. And like, the thing is, is like, uh, the thing is, is. Quincy has a great look in this. He's got a cool mustache. He looks like mm-hmm. he walked off the set of Tombstone. He's yep. got that like <laughs> cheetah print like vest, which is really, which is somehow way cooler than it sounds. He's got a great costume. He's got that sick uh, like Winchester rifle. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think Quincy Morris walks in and he looks boss and like <laughs> he's clearly the most fun. Like, he's the, oh. uh, Dan, he's the brom bones of the game oh, oh shit he
4: is oh man well I'll, so I'll say this so first of all I love Quincy Morris and all of his little like things like he, he tells Ben Helsing something well, like well you're as crazy as an old Well <laughs> like, you're, you're a sick old buzzard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, I'll actually say this, uh, Daniel. you asked uh, if Lucy made the right choice. I honestly think at least in this, I can't remember from the book, but at least in this adaptation, I feel like Arthur is like the least developed amongst all of them. I feel like he gets yes. the least to do.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think that's probably true in the book. I mean, in the book, they're pretty much all the exact same character. It's mm-hmm. just that Quincy is from Texas and that's the only thing that makes them different. But all the guys are exactly the same. <laughs> I gotta say my favorite of them. Is John Stewart? Because I love Richard E. Grant, and I think he's like kind of the scuzziest of the group. But he's the last one she should choose. But oh, yeah. he's my favorite. A druggy to watch. in this one, yeah. Yeah. He said oh, Stewart, yeah. You said John Stewart, and it made me
2: laugh. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> Hosting a <laughs> Daily Show, Jack. I think it's Jack. Yeah, oh, it's Jack. Yeah, Su- they call Su- it. It's Su- John
1: in fun. the book, which is oh. funny that the book has John and Jonathan. I think that's why they were like, let's make him Jack, yeah, so they like, like, have the same name. Yeah. Well, but but I think
3: I thought you said
1: Stewart. I thought you did too, Doctor no, Stewart.
3: It's Seward. Oh, but I was thinking, I was thinking of Daily Show whenever you said that. That's I mean, what I thought. I was like, <laughs> it's like oh it's John the Stewart two and then John Stewart's like walking.
1: It's like man, nah, nah, man, nah, nah. It's like I just read. <laughs> this, like, I just read this Twitter a thread on Twitter of somebody talking all about Dracula and recommending the book, and the entire time they call him Jonathan Harkness, and the last tweet is <laughs> oh Harker, sorry. <laughs> A, a oh, little yeah. relative of Agatha Harkness. <laughs> so as we're talking about the
2: best friends gang, I made that joke in the intro about like the vampire hunting crew. Cause I literally was watching this going like, Oh, there's five guys cause it's Keanu and Van Helsing That's... and the three best friends. There's five of us. Does anybody want to take a stab at who's who in this crew?
3: Okay. Look, here's the thing. Marcus, <laughs> John. Mark is Jonathan. Hayden is Van yeah.
0: Helsing. Oh, oh yeah. I I think I've already had yeah, the mantle of I've yeah. already Not had the mantle of uh Jonathan Harker bestowed upon me. So I'll take it gladly. I am hey, that naive. You're the star. That's good. <laughs> it's like here you go. Uh I
2: think yeah, I, I think Hayden is probably Van Helsing because you seem like the most excited about stuff like this. I feel like <laughs> you'd be saying you
3: have a haunted on my life.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then wait, then that leaves us, meet you, Ken, and Daniel, as uh the three best friends, and I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm taking. Like I, I'm taking Jack Stewart. Okay, I kind of want to be Quincy, even though I'm not that cool. But okay. I kinda, yeah. I
4: mean, look, I've you get the girl. Look, you get Lucy. You get the girl. Yeah. Can, there we oh go. my god. Briefly, she's gonna die. But yeah, I mean, very Much so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. See, you win. I I'll thinking, take Arthur.
3: I was thinking that I, I will gladly take Van Helsing. I was thinking yeah. Matt was gonna take Van Helsing because he
4: brought yep. us all together. Oh, that's well, true. That's Look, true. if I if if I'm Arthur in this movie, that means I also get to be in Robin Robin Hood Men in Tights. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue it. <laughs> you said and that over the
1: Princess movie. Bride.
4: Well, that's that also came to my mind.
1: a <laughs> <Also, laughs> yeah, like, really
4: time, cool
3: for sure.
0: revolver, dude.
4: You can get, you you also also get, get like, a really cool
0: gun. <laughs> I was gonna say Saw the final chapter. Like that's the best one. Oh, why am I thinking so. about Saw?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Marks perfectly <laughs> framed up with a Saw poster right behind. Oh him. yeah. Yeah, I didn't right. know you were such a Saw guy man
0: i love that's a great movie
1: i don't know what to
0: I, say i love saw it is i i agree
2: um okay i thought it'd be more of debate amongst who was who was who in the five i know some of you were like i don't want to kill vampires but just for the the sake of it i, like,
1: <laughs> well, okay. Matt, I just want to hang out with tom waits, out waits out and be like movies. you're a lunatic
2: <laughs> tom waits is greatness too when i saw this is really good god he was in it i was like oh shit i love when tom waits
0: pops up in movies our friend uh, hit we- Hayden and I, uh, our friend Paul, in his little straight jacket where his arms are tied to the walls, he referred to them as the Beetlejuice arms. (laughs) Oh,
4: that's true. He was like,
3: like, I love how he has Beetlejuice
4: arms. (laughs) Man, he's also like having a great time. Just, you promised me to life, but you gave it to the pretty (laughs) girl. So good when he's like,
3: he's got
1: like the plate of, he's got the plate oh. of maggots and he's an and amazing things. renfield like i can't believe anybody could like stand up to dwight fry's renfield but mm. man he does like when i read the book i'm like tom waits is perfect absolutely perfect
3: matt yeah. you know we gotta do just a tom Waits series we gotta do book of eli we
4: gotta <laughs> do in these things like you know what else I mean, tom, tom waits is up. in Hmm. Tom Waits is in Over the Garden Wall. He's the frog's singing voice.
1: No, that's uh, that's Jack Jones. What? He's a crooner from like the sixties, <laughs> but he's still alive and he did. Okay, the, maybe i
3: I would love nothing more than if Tom Waits, but that is not Tom
1: Waits. I would like hate him. Tom Waits Hold on. I know. the, I've, I like know a, the I've a frog, heard.
3: the frog would scare all the children away from watching. <laughs> Hold on,
4: I'm looking
2: this up right it now. It feels Tom? like Tom Waits comes into these movies like almost like. Uninvited, but he does an amazing job. It's like he just, he pops into domino. Like he rides into domino out of nowhere, does an
0: amazing job. <laughs>
3: well, he he's like, and Coppola are friends too. So that helps. That like makes
0: sense. he's
2: he's been in a,
3: a few little Coppola movies. So. Well, and he but,
0: has a song called, I Don't Want to Grow Up. And I'm sure when Coppola like heard that, he's like, oh my God, we got to cast him as the guy who doesn't want to grow up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's, he's, uh, he's I would so love to do like Oh
0: no, yeah, I guess. He's great in I that segment in-
2: uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
0: Oh my God, he's amazing in that.
1: Other than this, we that's my to go-to Tom He's oh, awesome yeah, yeah. in that. He's, he's great, so yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this about Renfield. Um, So I, I've read the book, I've watched the movie. I still don't totally understand Renfield's purpose. Like Renfield seems to think he has a purpose and he's preparing things for the master, but he doesn't really do anything. I don't mm-hmm. know, So I, we he's don't... very entertaining. I don't know why he's in this.
0: <laughs> so okay. we don't find, again, I, I made it up to page. 241 in the bantam classics edition of dracula (laughs) but yeah we didn't really find out exactly what he's doing do we proceed to ever find out in the rest of the book well he
1: used to he used to work for the firm that harker works for so i think maybe he found mina and he sent jonathan there well i think that is
3: only an addition through adaptations i is, yeah is that part of the original book? I, don't I don't remember know.
0: hearing about that in the maybe book. not maybe not it's
1: definitely in nosferatu it's it is amazing
0: explosive. how like daniel and i have read this within the past month and we've already
4: forgotten it's a dense book as i recall first of all i could have sworn tom was in over the garden wall i just checked he's not I'm a buffoon. You would love it if you was. Yes, but, I would love it if you was. But um, yeah, no, as I recall in the book, Renfield isn't even involved in the real estate firm. He's just some guy who's gone crazy and somehow knows about Dracula.
3: Well, he can communicate telepathically he communicates with, Dracula. with Dracula. Yeah. And I think that is just another, uh, uh, you know, when Dracula comes, like Dracula has this power over,
1: over, uh, the dark things of the world being yeah, mm-hmm.
3: darker darker beings right so like I think that is just a sign of his power I don't think he really plays out in the plot in the original book
1: he does least, have yeah sorry he does have the greatest monologue of all time about Dracula when he says like he came up to my window in the mist as I had seen him before but he was yes. solid not a ghost that's just the greatest oh, Dracula God. content of all time is like and that also, monologue
0: also it's amusing how he just like sewered does not needs better security at his sanitarium because he just keeps escaping in the book (laughs) like they like they're just like oh renfield escaped again i guess we got to keep better watch on him and then like like 30 pages later Renfield escaped again. I don't know what's going on here. Well, Doctor
3: Seward <laughs> operates his insane asylum like uh, the Mayberry police department operates their jailhouse. They have, <laughs> they have the little key <laughs> hanging up right next to the jail cell, so you can just walk right out whenever you feel. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh man, what a what a timely reference. Uh, it's like, no, I, I think it's funny that like I, I get the reference, but it's just funny. It's like it's like so. <laughs> It's like a show that was super old when I was a kid, but yeah. Hey, Hayden
1: and I grew up on that show. Why oh, did too. I
2: my Andy grandparents Griffith. like kind of almost force us to watch it? But we did, we did like it, but yeah, it's just, it's just so funny. It's like, it's still.
1: I talked about this back. on my podcast, but I kind of resent that show now, but oh. I do know it inside and out because I watched it so much as a kid because of my parents.
3: I love Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith is like the idea. Uh, again, it's one of those, it's one of those artifacts. It's like the ideal. Uh,
2: racist town. town
1: yeah, yeah. the <laughs> ideal
3: version of that town yeah
2: um boy i think someone said this you guys said this earlier about this just felt almost like oscar bait type movie to you which i mean I missed before I, I saw it yeah
1: i understand. but it did I, win oscars so that's technically not true the technical See?
2: stuff but it's funny because i think as a kid i had the same idea but when i first watched it I was like oh this is not a typical like, oscar bait i think because it's so bloody and violence which i don't typically true. associate with a lot of oscar movies it's it's got a yeah. it's got a mix of like made by very good people so it has a classy feel but then it's kind of like kind of almost got a not sleaziness but like the no it is, is. it
1: is a sleazy okay, movie. absolutely okay. all, right, all right it's the Get sleaziest it actually... <laughs> dracula movie except i haven't seen the the blood for dracula which is probably sleazier but... okay
0: yeah
2: hmm. it's
1: just funny like with
2: the Keanu has like the foursome with the vampires, and then all the violets. I'm like, this is not your typical. Literally,
0: you see, uh, you see a wolf like just mounting a woman. Yes, out that of no and Lucy's like, just making orgasm noises like almost this entire movie, having a good time there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he makes this after Godfather Part Three. I made this as a joke last night, but the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's true. It feels like a reaction to Godfather three, where that was the big Oscar bait movie. Everyone made fun of it. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to have a good time now. I'm just going to like go (laughs) balls to the wall, do the like nuttiest movie I can possibly make.
2: Mm. Right, he's like split, spraying Anthony Hopkins with blood, like a like an almost comical <laughs> amount. Like, I love the behind the scenes in that when they're just laughing as they spray Anthony Hopkins with that blood out of a tube. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just like, it's just yeah, it's like a it's like a sleazy, crazy movie made by like Coppola that feels classy in a weird way. It's a mix of like classy and sleazy that I actually really like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, hey, I um, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, like, uh, this is also one of the movies that. It was the first time I realized that movies can reference other movies because <laughs> I remember rewatching it in like, uh, I don't know, uh, middle school, maybe high school. And like, I remember specifically being like, whoa, that shot looks like that thing. I hadn't seen The Exorcist at the time, but I remember like the shot of Anthony Hopkins arriving outside the house looks like there's looks like the ex- the famous Exorcist shot her spitting up on Hopkins sort of like mimicking the, the, the pea soup. Um, the, there's the shining shot with all the blood exploding from the over, over Lucy's bed. And then like, as I grew up, I kept looking up all these things and like Coppola was purposefully um, doing these shots that mimicked older horror. There's like a reference to black Sunday and everything. And so like, while this stuff is, you know, movies, have referenced each other since the beginning of time that was another just another thing where I was like oh cool like a little metatextual uh, oh. thing, a level to this movie
2: yeah, like... I think it's because Coppola, like I'm talking about like he really wanted to make it like older movies too and I think he was just influenced by that stuff I mean he's at one point he's like running like a silent film camera that he bought mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. like which oh
1: I... yeah the scene of Dracula on the streets it turns yeah. into oh, looking that's, like a silent that's film beautiful
2: so cool I love oh, so good like
1: and it's so great he he's only made like three horror
3: movies uh he made like his first dementia 13 oh yeah
2: which i just watched, um,
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like his first movie so like i i think that he was like okay i'm gonna make a horror movie i'm gonna make it a giant love letter to a genre that kind of gave him my start
1: and i don't know it I does love feel that. like the ultimate horror movie like no movie has <laughs> been more horror than this which i have we have to finally say it ken
3: I think this movie is very scary. Like, I know, oh, I saw, I know I'm know yeah, i biased. Okay. I know I'm biased because I saw it as a young kid and it definitely disturbed me and reprogrammed my brain and, like, uh, <laughs> made, made me lose sleep for years. But, like, watching it now, the sound design, the imagery, I think it is so scary.
4: There's definitely, like, a lot of creepy imagery, too. Like, one scene that, like, still just, like, makes chills go up my spine is when uh keanu is in the bed with the three brides of dracula and then like when dracula comes up like two of the brides like come together and they like do like this weird crab walk out of the yeah, oh, yeah. Inn, and it's like shot <laughs> in reverse i'm just Ooh. like Ugh. oh yeah. man i was like
1: i couldn't oh. believe my eyes when i saw this movie for the first time like that image was completely burned into my brain from that first viewing
0: you guys Ooh. are lo- i wish i could have seen this at that age you know what movie i got to watch at that age was uh mike nichols wolf and I was like, "Oh, oh my man. god, I'm getting what away office
1: with, politics there." I'm getting away
0: <laughs> with watching an R-rated horror movie. I'm enjoying uh, this. And I don't
4: and, know and why watching... thought
1: Mark was, I
3: thought
2: Mark was going to say, "I saw Rover Dangerfield." <laughs> <laughs> Wolf was one of the movies that came out of the wake of this, right? That was trying to yeah, capitalize on like yeah.
4: adult horror, well, universal like, old monster stuff. Nothing... Mary
2: Shelley's Frankenstein. Like, there nothing was a like...
0: Against Wolf. Like, I rem- i haven't seen it in like 25 years. I remember it's not enjoying that bad. It, it's fine. But, like, if I had watched this at that age, like, I would have taken that copy of Wolf and, like, stomped on it. Like, what are you trying <laughs> to do? Get out of here.
2: I, I do remember, I must have seen like images from this as a kid because there was some stuff that did scare me just to even see, like Gary Oldman specifically as like old Dracula when he first meets him with even with the buns on his head, which is like, uh, just some oh, of the, that.
0: like he's got the, uh, you've have you seen Little Nikki? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Nealon in that when he's got the boobs growing on his head. Oh, That's God. the look. That's what it reminds me of.
2: Yeah, it is kind of like that. But he just, he makes some. When he like licks the razor and i feel like he's that scene where he laughs and like that Uh scared just that kind of scares me uh yeah, again, it's like it doesn't scare me now. I know as a kid it would have given me, like, nightmares for I'm
4: weeks. sure as a child, if I had seen this as a child, it would have, like, traumatized yeah, me. Yeah,
2: because there was something I'd seen that had scared me. Because even going near it, like, it was one of those movies I was so little. Like, the VHS box was like, I don't want to even go near that VHS box. Like, that's, like, something scary about that movie. Like, you know, just, like,
4: keep me away. I don't even
3: want to go near it. <laughs> What's
4: so funny is my Blu-ray of it I have, it's like that just image of Gary Oldman just being like, don't look at me. And he's, like, covering oh. his face.
3: Ken, does it have the okay? So let me go grab it right now. Yeah, that's a great image. Um I'll I'll wait till it gets back. But they had there was a DVD copy, it was like the collector's edition. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful
0: release. Yes, and like that's It
3: it had that art on it, but Ken, I want to ask you if the Blu-ray menu is the same because even the blue or the even the DVD menu of that version of the DVD scared me because if you left the dvd in for like longer than six seconds before hitting anything it would do a jump scare on the dvd menu and it oh wow (laughs) it would it would frighten me every time because it'd be like Dun-dun! it'd do like the dinner sting and it'd show like the, the werewolf face would pop up. Mm-hmm. Jesus, and it was so
1: <laughs> Horrifying, horrifying.
2: I like that. That's, that's too scary.
1: <laughs> I'm like Matt where I, I, I don't get scared by horror movies almost ever. And I don't care about that. The only thing I don't like is when I can tell the only reason a movie exists is to scare you. And it doesn't work like the nun, like the nun, the only oh, reason that movie a- exists <laughs> is to spook you. It's a doesn't good example. Me, so I kind of yeah. have no use for it. <laughs> but I want to see that horror movies are really, really working hard to scare you. Even if I, as a grown man, I'm not personally scared. And this movie does that constantly. It just has more horror than like any movie ever made. Like it's just constantly cutting to scary stuff. It's trying to creep you out with shadow, with, as Francis Ford Coppola said, um, physics of the u- universe changing around Dracula. Mm-hmm. And I love whenever it, it just suddenly cuts to a shot of Dracula in his coffin among the dirt. And he's just has that blank face like, oh, and the, oh. like the dirt is moving around him. Mm-hmm. Like so Francis Ford Coppola is working oh. so hard to unsettle you. And I really, really appreciate that. So, so much, I think can, it's a
0: scary movie ultimately. Can we talk quickly? about how many times dracula just busts through wood in this movie
1: oh it's so <laughs> all your tweet
2: mark yeah it's like he like, just busts out of things constantly.
0: like he's like like he's like herman munster i tweeted this this morning he's like herman munster busting through his house door and then just like doing the shrug and just sticking his tongue out
1: and busting he out does that like
0: three he busts out of a coffin he bust, I he bust. i don't i couldn't keep track of all of the things he's just busting through in this movie <laughs> sequel, I want, I dracula want, bust out
3: <laughs> i want that entire monologue mark just gave transcribed and put as a blurb on the on the dvd menu where, or on the dvd <laughs> box where it's like can we just talk about how often dracula's busting out of wood movie? <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, uh, you know, busting makes him feel good. So. And his wood is
1: constantly busting through this movie. I mean, you can feel it. Oh, oh, my. oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. oh
4: man. I was about to make a reference to his, I, I was going to say something along the lines of like, oh, especially when Winona Ryder's rap, But let me tell you, you know what's like one scene of, regarding him that like still just makes me laugh, just the imagery is when she sends him the letter saying she must return to Jonathan and he's like crying with his bat face mm-hmm. and like he's like crying like bloody tears.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oh, may be, like-
3: and he's in the candle you know that room devoted to all the candles. <laughs> with... <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and then we
1: juxtapose that with ben Helsing in his candle room and oh it's so good. Dude. So I, <laughs> I do feel like we've only kind of talked around Gary Oldman. Can we just like really dig into how we feel about Gary Oldman's Dracula but, as opposed before, to other Draculas. Before okay, we yes, get
3: into yeah. that, I did want to <laughs> say we singled out a lot of guys and uh, we did talk a little bit about Winona. I want to say even more iconic than Dracula in this movie, any look of Dracula's in this movie, I think uh, except for maybe the bunhead is more iconic, but like yeah. Lucy, when she is in vampire mode in the wedding dress, First of all, I think I think uh, Sadie Frost is great in this movie. But like, she's the yeah, best she's, Lucy. She's ever, amazing. She's
0: great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she kind of,
2: wonderful. in some ways, upstages Winona. Winona's is really good. So I just think she does upstage Winona. Like, yeah, yeah. How yeah. many absolutely
1: agree?
0: How many adaptations have they even brought Lucy into? Because I feel like half the time they're like giving Mina Lucy's name, or they're switching Almost every the roles.
1: Adaptation as Lucy, Lucy Bugosi, oh, Christopher time. Lee, Langella. And,
0: a lot of times they do
3: switch Mina and Lucy. Though they switch the names.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the Langella one does that. I don't know why. It's so arbitrary. (laughs) It's so weird. It's like in James Whale's Frankenstein, how Victor and Henry are switched names for no reason. Yeah, Yeah, for no reason. It's also, it's It's, funny because I know
4: in the original uh, Universal ones, both the Lugosi version and the Spanish version, uh, Lucy just like gets killed off screen. Like if she dies immediately, it's not like the long drawn uh, out death. It's very fast.
1: But that's a movie is an hour long, so everything's really fast. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Uh, I just want to say Lucy's an icon. We have gotta give her props. <laughs> oh yeah! Yes. Just like the the other scene I was talking about with the crab walk, the Lucy scene burned into my brain from the first time I saw this. It's one of the scariest but coolest gothic images ever in a movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I said so, this when you
2: walked away, Daniel. That like that, or it might have been off mic when uh that shot of her coming toward the camera, and then the cross pops up. Is like one of my favorite shots, oh, ever.
1: and Van Helsing is just being the greatest exorcist in any movie ever. <laughs> Story of <laughs> the Lord and power and his might. You want to right, talk about anything in the exorcist, I think.
0: You want to talk about improving on the book. In the book, they are literally, uh, Van Helsing and Seward are literally about to cut <laughs> off her head, and then he stops and he's like, Oh my god, but then like Arthur might think that we buried her alive, even though he saw her dead. And then they might not invite me to hang out with them and watch the (laughs) video anymore. Oh, no. Arthur Arthur is like a
1: son to me. Arthur needs to
0: be the one to do this. And they literally wait two extra days so she can possibly kill another kid. (laughs) (laughs) In this one, it's right away. Van Helsing's like,
1: no, no, get back. (laughs) It is funny that Van Helsing takes forever to investigate Dracula before he even mentions he thinks he might be a vampire. And in this movie, he's immediately like, Yeah, there's a vampire. This girl's bitten by a vampire. That dude's a vampire. Let's go take care of this. Well, I love
3: how this is the, this is like, it's like, okay, Van Helsing's an occultist. Uh, uh, Like, I mean, I, and, and so I love how he's a madman. A madman. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) but we, we should get to Gary Oldman, though, as Daniel pointed out. Like, yes. I, really, it's, man, I love Bell Lugosi as Dracula, but that's such a different, I think, mm-hmm. kind of performance. I mean, he's playing, he's kind of one thing the whole time. Gary Oldman's doing this thing where he's all these different looks, he's doing all these different things. It's like, I just kind of admire how much he did and pulled off, honestly. So, so uh, it's like one and two, I think. Gary Oldman may be like, Maybe it's one A, one B. Just, it's like I'm really Lugosi.
4: Lugosi is still my personal favorite Dracula, but I will say this, and I think everyone will agree. I feel like I—it's I, just because it's so iconic. But I really feel like Gary Oldman is a much more full-fledged Dracula. Just he Watched gets a out. lot more to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, just,
0: he's a—he's a character, whereas Dra- like Lugosi Dracula, is like he's just a—you know—he's a villainous presence.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he set the to- he set the Dracula impression for the past almost hundred years. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, everyone he still is still is doing Legosi Dracula. Yeah, yeah, it is still like yeah. the version of Dracula, um, as good as Gary Oldman is. But um, it's hard to pin him down. He's doing so many different things in this movie. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. um, I don't know who even like I'd put behind the two of them though. Well, I don't know who for the Reverend Lee
1: baby. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I like Lynchell a lot
2: too.
0: Uh, if, okay, I mean, technically, if I had to pick a favorite. It would actually be Count Orlock. Because yeah. I, I Shrek. Like, in
1: yeah. the original? Yeah.
0: yeah, Max Shrek just like.
1: Well, he was a it's... real vampire, so. There
0: was a, a biopic <laughs> exactly about oh, that that told the story exactly as it happened. I it's get, good. You need to get a <laughs> copy of that. It's a great movie.
1: Um, All I'm yeah, saying is you can Google Shadow of the Vampire, click on videos on Google, and there it is. <laughs> that's all oh, I'm saying no, okay. well I know okay. what
0: I'm doing in the next few days <laughs> but yeah no Max Shrek just because like I I love that Oldman makes him a character and I don't think it's bad by any means but man like when I come to Dracula I kind of just want that oppressive villainous presence that really spook me out that's what I got from the book that's part of why I was so excited to read it and despite not finishing the book I am loving it and I think I mean Lugosi does great, but I think more than anyone else, Max Shrek just like uh, personifies what I want out of a Dracula. I think we're talking.
3: Oh, sorry, Ken, go ahead.
4: (laughs) I was just gonna say he really he he looks like a rat, and it really like (laughs) it it sets this like tone that like no no this is like he embodies disease like he is a disease that's coming for these people. Yeah, he's a black flag. He's like
0: the least human looking Dracula. He's mm-hmm.
2: very inhuman. I think we saw Nosferatu. I was like, God, he just doesn't. The guy. I was like, How can an actor play this? He seems like he's not even a real like human uh-huh. being. Like, yeah, it it was crazy. Hey, what were you gonna say? Sorry,
3: I was <laughs> just gonna say we're talking Drax, and I was gonna say while I do love him, it's like when I when I think like for me, it's like when I think of a Dracula, I'm thinking of a line they say, right? So when I think of Lugosi, usually it's like we're believing tomorrow evening <laughs> <you know? Yep. laughs> and then whenever i think oh, of whenever i think of gary oldman i'm thinking of i love you too much to condemn
1: you <laughs> to condemn you, <laughs> to condemn you. Yeah. and
3: then whenever think, unfortunately as much as i love christopher lee when i think of christopher lee dracula I, i'm thinking of the third <laughs> I don't well, know a he lot could of the time of from taste the replay. blood of Dracula. He could have taste the blood of Dracula where he just pops up every now and then to say a number. See, <laughs> I,
1: for me, it's in Dracula's risen from the grave when he's telling the the sluttier girl to go get the the nice girl. It's the classic slasher formula, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Bring her to me." <laughs> That's the best. See, thanks so
0: to thanks to Daniel, when I think of Lee, the first thing I think of is, "I am Dracula, and I welcome you to my house."
1: I'm, welcome. Yeah. I'm welcome. You're welcome. I guess <laughs> he was probably like, "This isn't
3: Stoker," because it's this that's not Stoker. the line. It's it's a
1: uh, come of your own, own, own free yeah. will and leave some, some of, of the, the happiness you bring. We're yeah. yeah. such nerds.
5: <laughs> I think in uh, the
1: fourth, <laughs>
4: <laughs> if I remember correctly, I uh, think I heard that um, a big reason Gary Oldman was really attracted to this role was this was just the line, "I have crossed oceans." Oh. Yeah. oh cool nice. I think great. like that line made him be like oh wow I really want to do this it's a oh, great
2: line chills.
1: Daniel crazy. did That's you go of your favorite
4: Dracula
2: did you say no
1: um so I'm sorry I'm bad at jumping in in groups I'm, I'm okay. trying my best <laughs> um okay so one of the reasons I love Dracula so much is I love every I obviously love everything spooky horror Halloween and I feel like Dracula is the god of everything that is halloween that is spooky uh it's not michael myers it's not even the devil sorry christians it's dracula (laughs) he's the number one horror character and i think gary oldman sells that better than any other dracula he feels like a god in this movie Mm -hmm. and that's why like i've long struggled because while i'm watching this movie i feel like gary oldman is my favorite dracula and I kind of feel like he's my favorite performance in like any movie ever. Like I just am obsessed wow, yeah. with watching him in this. And I struggle with that because I'm like, oh, but, but I love Lugosi and Christopher Lee so much. They're so important to my childhood. I have so much nostalgia with them. So I've, I, I finally come down to the fact that I, I think of them as different things. I think of mm-hmm. Lugosi and Christopher Lee as classic monsters. And mm-hmm. they're my favorite classic monsters, both of them. Uh, but Gary Oldman is the literary character, the god of all horror, and he is—he fits the book Dracula much better than anybody else, I think. Um, and I'm just—I'm obsessed with him. Like I've said before, like he's—he's he's the sexiest Dracula and the most monstrous Dracula all at once. I just love how much he's exploding with passion, and—and and and out of wood. That's right, out of wood. And one of the most important oh, yeah, things about boxes. the Dracula yeah. story is, you re- you alluded to it, Hayden, I don't remember if it was on or off Mike, is Dracula originally is not a period piece. It is about medieval barbarianism from a foreign land coming into the modern world. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is sort of like the template of Halloween and that like, oh, something is coming into the suburbs and it shouldn't be here. And he just sells that foreignness that he feels like he's from a completely different land, a completely different time, and he's not supposed to be there, but he is he? and he's going to rain hell on all of you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so good. And
4: that's and that very much goes to the whole reality just warps around him when he shows up. And sort of to go with what you were saying there, Daniel, is I think, because you were saying like, he, uh, Christopher Lee, he's a snarling monster. Uh, Lugosi, he's a suave, uh, seductive guy. Langella is romantic. In this one, you get everything you could possibly want out of. Yeah, Langella. it's
1: everything. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, I'm I'm not trying to wrap us up right away, but I'm trying to make sure everyone gets like their points in or questions for everybody because uh, mm. I th- we're probably. I think it's almost two hours, but I feel like it's flown by. Like the movie. Uh, I feel like the two hours has yeah. flown by. I
0: don't have anything else to say. Normally I have like a, no- uh, like a pad full of notes for the movies I'm talking about. I, I That's okay. Hayden and I have pads,
1: I'm sure.
2: I was <laughs> going to say I, I made like no notes for this too because yeah, I knew I got nothing. that everybody or most people would have some stuff. Like I figured a Daniel and Hayden probably carry us on this one. So thanks, guys. I only
3: have two more bullet okay. points I want to hit, but I'm open to anything anyone wants to spit out because
2: like, like I said... <laughs>
3: Once we're done recording this podcast, I can never talk about
2: this movie ever again. That is not I'm, true. J- I'm joking. You could do a uh, all, You and get more, more stuff in if you want.
3: <laughs> no. Um, uh, I was going to say, okay, so the final set piece, the, the final action set piece.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I was thinking about it last night because we're uh, me and Mark, were watching it with our mutual buddy, Paul. And we were just like, this action set piece is so insane. Once, once, <laughs> once anthony throws the heads off the bridge like draco you know call him oh, and God, they're, ra- they're racing for the castle and it's like and it's edited so frenetically so y'all know this because y'all all watch the special features but it's so funny to me that like the reason that is is because they only had like a hundred yards of set for that for the woods for the wood set and so francis Ford Coppola is like okay we're gonna run these horses and carriages through this set 100 times and get every <laughs> angle we can of this. Yeah, and just edit okay. it together to
4: make it the most intense. Yeah, because uh, they just they just sort of like ran across the same thing over and over, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a
2: track, he almost said, like described like they had this yeah this stretch one of little, of little track
3: section of track, and he was just like, "All right, we just got to keep doing this." It, and I did notice
2: it, it was very frenetically edited, which yeah it makes sense what you're saying. Like they just had to kind of. But Make it, it is imagining...
3: so intense because they keep cutting back to the sun setting,
2: and you're like, Oh yeah, oh man, it is
1: like it is like a yeah. beat
3: the clock kind of uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, I I'm
1: I'm just imagining about... a horse. Oh sorry. I <laughs> say so, yeah, I thought about Sleepy Hollow in that scene. Every modern gothic movie has to end with a coach chase. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say, I'm just imagining like a guy
4: riding a horse on a treadmill, like the horse <laughs> is just on treadmill <laughs> going for it, getting its workout in.
2: Oh, they made it work because you would be shocked that they had so little space to work with like it looks super cool but they don't have a lot of room i think to make all that happen but it looks it works it looks good it's so it looks, it's, it's frenetic yeah
3: yeah it looks great it's like but it's just so funny how it's edited to within an inch of its life yeah it's like i mean quote Cop- coppola like burton is not like an action director right but he's yeah. like look i know my faults but i know how we can work around this so like you know it i i think it works really well and it, and i always laugh whenever they cut to the guy, to the best friends gang, like riding, and <laughs> and you see like their little happy little hound dogs running next to them, just like oh, yeah. just <laughs> so happy to be there.
2: <laughs> oh, <clears throat> was it? Do you have yeah. another point, or was it that Hayden? And if you had another... oh,
3: I just want my last point is I want to get married to the Annie Lennox song, <laughs> love love song for a vampire, is one of the most romantic songs I've ever heard in my life. My heart uh, grows three sizes whenever I hear it, so I've, I've got an enormous heart at this point. Uh, I probably need to get it checked out. But
1: um, <laughs> well, that's good because your heart is normally three sizes too small, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just
3: it's just so, it's just such a like. I love the trend of '90s big '90s movies with like theme songs in them like the three musketeers song and when it's love you
1: give you know all,
4: robin like, Hood? Love, is that yeah
1: <laughs> does anything top kiss from a rose batman forever oh my god I think, I think a, love absolutely so
4: nothing can ever touch the, the, end, the beginning is man. the end
0: is the beginning from batman and robin oh, i don't even song.
1: remember it i'm sorry yeah, me either personally i <laughs> kind of zone out during batman and robin <laughs>
0: love song for
3: vampire does beat it just because you know like i i i i love
1: that song so much
2: it's your favorite movie it makes sense that, that would be everything it's, else it's like oh, it's,
0: it's so yeah.
1: good that's I like mean, i'm obsessed with every song in Friday night the whole soundtrack is amazing oh. i don't
0: know yeah. man i mean i consider titanic my favorite movie i'm not a big fan of my heart will go on interesting no, but you wow. do,
3: but but you do love uh near my god
2: to thee that's like oh, your my, favorite don't song.
0: don't make me cry right now
2: God, I maybe I that might be the most played song or most I've ever heard a song in my life is "My Heart Will Go On." I feel like, especially it was inescapable when the movie came out. Like, I remember my mom like had the cassette, and then also turning on multiple radio stations all playing that song. It was in grocery stores. Like, Jesus Christ! I mean, I still kind of like that song. I I
3: I forgot till I saw it again a few months ago in theaters. But like avatar had it had a theme song at the end of it it does, it?
0: Oh, does yeah. it? but i've i've already forgotten what it is it's
3: no, it's no my heart will go
2: on
0: well oh
2: so the funny idea. thing
0: is like i heard that james horner had to like sneakily record that song with uh, celine dion because cameron didn't want it Oh yeah. And then he played it for Cameron and he's like, oh my God, we got to have this in there. And then (laughs) the next, the next movie, he's like, all right, we got to get another song at the end of this. And it's like, he wouldn't work with Horner again, like for a while after aliens, but it's just like this, uh, track record of like, man, that Horner, he's good. I (laughs) got to keep working with him.
2: Uh, did anybody, Dracula, this, this one time just got put out in theaters uh, recently, like not the past... in
3: my neck of the
2: not woods. in, no in my neck can. of the woods
0: either. Okay. I I have I was actually waiting to rewatch this after reading the book. Had I known that I wasn't actually going to finish the book, I would have gone to see that.
2: Yeah, I, I was. Boys there's been a lot Dracula. of bad events that have been kind of hit or miss from what I've heard, like quality wise. So mm-hmm. I, I just I had the 4K. The 4K is one of the best looking 4Ks I have. I think of Dragon oh. like I mean, the movie okay. looks amazing. That helps.
0: But it's like... I'm, um, I'm not going to lie. I uh, I was watching it last night. I got that new four... Uh, I got that... I think I have the same one you did. Uh, some shots look great, but some of them I, I oh. felt were a little lacking. But I'm, you know what? I'm not the best judge of picture I quality. could be
2: different TVs. I'm not the best judge of it either. And sometimes I see stuff. I'm like, this looks amazing. And someone's like, well, it looks mm-hmm. like shit because of blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I thought it looked good. But... Well, you
3: mentioned it at the top, Matt. This Thanksgiving, uh, it turns 30.
2: So. Which is... Crazy. Oh, it's one if movies... we were
0: if we were yeah. old enough when this thing came out, we would have just been complaining about how it wasn't coming out in October. <laughs>
2: Right?
1: No, Cheers. I
3: love I love that it came out on
1: Thanksgiving. I would have been complaining
3: it. that it's not about trauma.
1: I only like horror movies about trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but... Where's the trauma? Get me Rebecca Hall. Where's Dario Argento's trauma?
0: I mean, it's technically about uh, Jonathan Harker's trauma, kind of. That's, a That's actually small true. part of it. This the is, the is about three genera- like
1: vampire ladies.
3: This movie is about generational trauma, but I mean, like literally, like generations
2: yeah, go. By. Dracula's trauma of losing. Dracula's trauma. He went through mm-hmm. some shit. Uh, By the way, if yeah.
1: you are a gothic monster kid and you're disappointed in the end of this movie because Dracula, because Winona doesn't end up with Dracula, Dark Shadows gives you that ending. And that's oh, one yes. reason I love Dark Shadows so much. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh my I, God! what If like movie. she's going to be a vampire, she's going to end up with the vampire. That's what you weirdos want, right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> thank you, Tim Burton. That it's is the shape of water of vampire movies. Oh man, I love that oh, movie too. And I did tell you I watched Dark Shadows, right? And I actually yeah. liked it. Okay, I yeah, know yeah. that's why I felt safe saying that here. But yeah, not Halloween, like Halloween yeah. Ends, which I can't talk about. You can't <laughs> give Matt give Matt
3: a few years; he'll love Halloween Ends. Just like I know a, that's you know what everyone's be the most
1: frustrated
2: it. is I can already tell. That this is the kind of thing I'm probably gonna come back to in five, 10 years and be like, that
1: was brilliant because it's like, not your fault that the marketing completely lied to you, did like you you just no, I mean, spat oh. in your face. While it lied I mean, it's just to a you. straight up
4: lie, like I so mean- I will, I mean, I'll go ahead and I'm in the same boat as Let's that. Get into I, it. Yeah,
1: not. why not? <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: no I I think we are, we, look,
0: yeah, we Hayden and I talked about it for a long time. You can hear all about it on Monday or today, the same uh, day when the episode yeah, drops. Yeah, so you can
3: basically listen to us talk about it and gush over it and not be able to fight back at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well um, Ken, you could say a little bit of that i want to hear ken's take oh, <laughs> oh wait are we switching Ken, to
1: halloween ends now i'm oh, sorry
2: I, I, well, I hold on real dracula. quick i want to i want to say I, my rap oh wait my, daniel has one more thing let daniel speak let oh, dracula no, speak
1: I, I have a i have a lot more things but we don't oh, okay have to talk i'm about sorry i'm all.
4: sorry That's well, okay. i was just gonna say my wrap-up of uh dracula i was just gonna say like you, you know what you guys have convinced me, maybe I was a little too quick to say that it's never scary because, yeah, there are moments like the ladies do in the crab, crab walk, uh, Lucy as a blooper lady, it's creepy stuff. I guess for me, I just am so more filled with the the classic gothic look and the romance of it. Like, that's what I mm. more attribute this one well, yeah. than being a yeah, scary too. movie. Fair, Absolutely.
0: I mean, I think deep down, that's why we all re- respond to it. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. No Halloween ends. We'll put that aside. Daniel, you go ahead. You have (laughs) stuff to talk about. (laughs) So I I feel like the only part of the romance we've touched on is their love scene, but I Mm. I love the whole lead up of it too, including the first scene where they meet, because I love that it doesn't play the game of Dracula's like, Ooh, I have to hide that I'm a vampire for a while. Hope she doesn't find out Um, (laughs) in the first, their first meeting, he grabs her and they float across the room. Like they're flying and mm-hmm. and he's about to bite her and his teeth come down and his eyes turn red. But then he decides not to bite her. But I just love that immediately they're like, let's get right into his vampirism. Uh, and they mm-hmm. don't hold that back. Mm-hmm. And their whole relationship throughout is so cool. And they drink absinthe, which is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> the drink,
3: they're drinking absinthe. They're having a good time, baby. They are. And, and uh, Coppola, have in... Coppola frames it to where whenever the drink fills up, Sin pops up on the bo- from the bottle. <laughs> oh my god! Bam,
1: right in your face, and you're just like, "Oh, oh Coppola!" You know and they even do an amazing job with Dracula's look when he's supposed to look normal, like the look with the glasses and the long hair and the top hat. That's okay. still iconic, too. Do you know like those old timey? I love those old timey sunglasses with like the side frames on them. Yes. Yeah. He's got
3: the Tumaligea glasses. Yes. Like blue. Um did, did y'all ever, do y'all remember the, oh God, the worst reality show ever made is on VH1 back in the 2000s. It's called The Pickup Artist.
2: Oh my God. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, do you I remember, remember
3: it was hosted by that guy so named Mis- Mystery? <laughs> yeah, his name was Mystery, that's, right? That's what Dracula, Dracula looks like the actually cool version of mystery from
2: the- <laughs> whenever he's
3: walk around with like the pimp suit and he's got like the frilly shirt and the and the hat and the cool blue glasses you're like okay this guy needs to host a vh1 show <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i bet no one has
1: ever said that on a dracula podcast right
2: (laughs) you might be the first breaking Um, new ground i like how you were like this really trashy vh1 reality show in the 2000s which was like their whole lineup was just trashy reality the
3: the surreal life (laughs) flavor of love
2: rock of love there's all kinds of flavor
1: of love is that what vhs 99 is homaging i don't know anything about no it was too
2: soon it was too soon this is the the 2000s were very like reality show heavy wow. and vh1 was like all in on trashy like dating shows just i feel trash. like
1: just we'll yeah, see gonna, that's yeah, in, in a, a big see way Vern. nowadays with streaming
2: oh yeah they've kind of made a comeback like these like streaming Huge like
1: comeback. yeah it's oh weird. yeah
2: yeah were you gonna say ken sorry
4: Oh, I was just going to say, no, my favorite like old reality shows from the early 2000s that I know Matt and I have talked about are just all the MTV dating shows like Next and Parental Control.
2: Next! Parental oh, Control. I just don't know what was happening on MTV in VH1 and VH1.
4: I was like in middle school and I was just like, yeah, this is real. It's just like, no, it is not. These are <laughs> Clearly all fake actors.
3: I would oh. love to see... Uh, oh, yeah, whenever they're like up there and they're like, my name is Camelin. And, and I... And I... <laughs> I, uh, I
0: well, okay. <laughs> we they, come come up, come up? The, they come up. The My name is Camelin, three... and I came to win.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Kind of like that. no, but they will like come out of the bus and give you like three facts about him. And the last one is always really weird. Like, loves shaving his ass. It's like, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't drive down cul de cul-de-sacs Like, what? It's like the most random, like weird. I like belly button like Yeah, it's yeah. it's
3: always like something really stupid. Very um, stupid.
2: Okay, sorry. Right. Back to Dracula. Has We're really been getting any... off track. Here. This is I
4: forgot. We're getting about off this. Dracula.
2: Coppola follows uh, up Dracula. Does anyone know what he follows up Dracula with four with years Jack. later? With Jack. 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 Yes. Yes. <laughs> Has there ever been a bigger like leap from the director following him? No.
0: They That's could not. Be, if you give me time, I could probably
2: think of one. I'm sure there's a lot of big like gaps, but this
3: is. I don't like, want to be snarky. I could probably say some stuff. But they could not be it.
2: more different. Like to go from Dracula <laughs> to Jack is one of the most insane leaps. Like, well, they almost rhyme,
4: you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: Dracula. 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 I wish it was about Robert Williams being a vampire, and that's how well, actually, he looks old, and... not young. So, never mind. Oh, uh, true, he,
4: Yeah, he, he could turn young by doing blood. He's like blood. the
3: opposite of a vampire, he ages really fast. Exactly. Yes. So Coppola yes. was
4: just like, you know what? I've gone in one direction, time to go in the other. <laughs> <You> know, Brian, <laughs> uh, Brian De Palma followed
0: up The Untouchables with Bonfire of the Vanities, I'm pretty sure. So I think there might his be buddy from,
2: his buddy from film school. No, I think there's I think Casualties of War comes in between. I think he got to make Casualties of War because Untouchables was a big I hit.
0: Casualties of War came before Untouchables. Oh, I, I don't want to be wrong here. It's man. like
2: I think it's just like blank check movie because he this really downbeat Vietnam story they would not let him make, but then Untouchables was like, okay, cool. that made a ton of money. Go make your Vietnam movie. <laughs> We've got all the time in the world. I'm going to look this up. Um, yeah, right I'm,
1: I've just about it got it here.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Untouchables 87, Casualties of War in 89, and then Bond, of That's, That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> well
3: i'm surprised i'm surprised matt didn't say well david gordon green followed halloween kills with halloween
0: in
2: oh, no, no. <laughs> listen at least they're in the same universe i guess
0: uh, yeah it's exactly it's... oh oh they're boy. both great
2: man i want to talk about that now but i feel like we can't go down that path. now we can't <laughs> also i know it's probably gonna come up with hayden and mark on the top 10 of the Year episode so oh you'll have how... uh, uh, matt you'll
1: have your chance to talk about it let's just say that <laughs> I think we do have to acknowledge that Keanu and Winona actually got married in their wedding scene. How I do I love that. I also think it's funny that they really sloppily make out right in front of all those clergy in the church. Yeah. Dude, honestly <laughs> bold, bold look. Move. here's
3: the thing. let John let Jonathan let let him do it, dude. He has been through the ringer. Uh, this is already a very horny movie. Um I bet I bet every marriage, I bet every wedding. Uh, in this universe, kind of has a sloppy old, uh, sloppy Joe kiss like that. At you know, after you
5: Loppy may
2: now kiss, kiss the bride. <laughs> yep, the <laughs> tongue out and all. Mm. Jesus.
1: Um, you know, Lucy's kiss with Dread Pirate Roberts would have been like that if
2: she. Did, oh my God! You know, they would have been. No wonder the they probably would have had can. sex right in front of No wonder Arthur's so mad. <laughs> um. Do you have other, anything else you want to bring up, Daniel? I don't want to cut us off too soon. This has been a good time. So, uh,
1: <laughs> I guess not. It's just no, it's...
3: no, no. Do it, do it, do it. Let's get it
1: all out. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I just, I love that this is like the only Dracula movie that takes the entire story because there's so many other Dracula movies, and they pretty much all take bits and pieces and like the Langella one skips all the Transylvania stuff it just opens with him arriving in England and then
5: uh
1: they all just like (laughs) take parts out nobody takes Quincy Adams in and I just love them the that in 1992 they finally made the move of let's just take this whole story but then they also make it so much better by bringing Dracula into the second act making Van Helsing a way way better character Mm -hmm. um so I just love that this finally got made after dozens of Dracula movies mm-hmm. that just kind of took bits and pieces.
2: Yeah, it's, there Absolutely. was a video, I think Ken sent me a long time ago, about somebody had like ranked Dracula adaptations by yeah, accuracy.
4: It was, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was James Rolfe's Cinematic. Oh, that's he, right. It was Cinemassacre. Yeah, he like did, heard. it was like 12 different oh, yeah, Dracula I saw that. movies. Yeah, Do you and know he like- how high this one by, was? This came in second. There was like a BBC version. That's that, right. There's a BBC like mini series that I
2: think
1: Is covers it. That, up- Net, one that went to netflix
2: no i think it's like really no it's no like not, it 70s.
1: wasn't a miniseries it was, it was a movie oh okay
2: but
4: it was like a bbc straight to tv movie i don't it know it's very one. obscure but
2: they seem like they were very faithful but yeah this was like i i knew this was high up but i couldn't remember how high up it was but um yeah i mean they do i mean i've read the book but from everything i've read they got a bunch of the stuff in and improved upon stuff. So really, the
4: the only major difference between this version and the book is they make very clear direct lines to Vlad the Impaler. And it looks like
1: this is the, the the Netflix one. The BBC one is the Netflix one. I came yeah. out in 2020, uh, which I haven't seen yet. Maybe well, no, I'm pretty sure the BBC one he one. mentioned
4: was from like the from like the 70s or something. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: wow, the video y'all it. are
3: talking about is from a few years ago, I think. So yeah, yeah. it has to be a an new
4: one. But anyways, no, I think really the only major differences this one has with the book is the direct lines to Vlad the Impaler, uh, Mina being the reincarnation of Elizabetha, which is a great name, by the way, and uh, the romance between her and Dracula. I think those are really the only major differences. Which I think are all good things. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Actually, that does lead me to a question. Matt loves to ask top fives. Do you guys have a top five Dracula?
0: act like
2: uh actors or movies characters movies Movies. okay oh boy
0: (laughs) um let me let me try i got i mean nosferatu will be number one this would probably be number two i guess lugosi would be number three wait verner or or og uh, og nosferatu really i love that movie
4: man yeah it's Really, it's definitely in my top five. Like, because again, what I love,
0: like, I love horror for mood and atmosphere. That is like one of the moodiest movies ever made. Fair. I like that little hyena. Uh, Four (laughs) would probably be Herzog Nosferatu. I don't know. I guess five would be uh, Horror of Dracula. That might be. Those might be all the Draculas I've seen. Okay, I think
4: I've seen Untold, but that that ain't on that list. (laughs) That doesn't (laughs) count. I think (laughs) my number one is still Luke. I think my number one is still Lugosi, then probably Nosferatu, then probably this one, then probably Horror of Dracula, then the Langella version.
1: Cool. Shit.
2: I'm still working every year. I'll I'll go because
1: I I have an entire letterbox list of ranking Draculas. Oh. oh. (laughs) So my five is Langella, although Herzog Nosferatu has potential to overcome it. I saw it for the first time fairly recently and it's amazing. Um, But I'm going to go Langella at five. I'm going to go Lugosi- Uh, Todd Browning at um, four, even though at this point in my life, that movie has less of what I love about the Dracula story than almost any other Dracula movie. (laughs) But I'm, I'm more nostalgic about it than probably any other movie ever made. And And it's got Lugosi. Yeah. And I still don't think it's slow. I I know a lot of people think it's slow. I I've never found it to be slow. The slowness adds to the eeriness. Yeah. It's just Mm -hmm. eerie and creepy throughout. Um, But my three is probably horror of Dracula from hammer. My two is Dracula has risen from the grave from Hammer. And then my number one is this one. Shit. <laughs> okay. God, this All
3: is... right. Number one. Mm. Number one with the bullet is this one for me.
5: Ugh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This
0: is, wow, hard. This is hard, man. Really, really, hard. Hard. See, really hard. If you wanted to be the ultimate hipster, after having claimed that this is your favorite movie for years, you could be like, my favorite is actually Lugosi. My favorite is ghost I thought you were gonna
4: say Dracula Dead and loving it. That seems like my oh well, that's right. in
3: the top five. That is in <laughs> well, wait, the top can,
0: five.
4: Can oh, we okay. all agree that? Can we all agree that the greatest Dracula actor of all time is um, from is he Van good? Helsing with the guy who was the Duke in Richard Roxburgh, Moulin Rouge? Yeah. Oh, he's, greatest he's, Dracula! Ever. I love him actually. great. Yeah, I do love him. I, I, I like how much he's cheesing it up. Too. I, I don't take it seriously, but I do love how much he's cheesing it up.
3: I love when yeah he's always like. He's like, uh, he's like, you can't kill me, Victor. He steps into the sword and he goes, "I'm alright."
4: <laughs> ben Helsing a is moment. my number
1: ten Dracula movie right now,
4: so I do. It's love good. It. I love movie, Ben Helsing. So a part of that Dracula's performance that I do like is when he's just—he's talking about like when he's doing the hunt and he's just like—and I can hear the heart pounce and I can almost dance to the rhythm of the beat. Because,
1: oh, it's so good. Yeah, love him. Yeah.
4: He's great. Okay. So in no
3: particular order, except for number one, that's not, no, 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 no. no. You have to, go there. <laughs> I, no don't have a, I don't have a letterbox. Yeah. Ranking, dude. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to try and rank it off the top of my head, off the top of my noggin. All right. BS Drac, numero uno. Um, number two, fuck it. Dracula does loving it. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Number three uh son of dracula number four
1: son of dracula cool yeah that's great i love that uh, one. number four Ooh, lugosi
3: Ooh, do i go hammer <laughs> or do i go verner for five i would have to think about what my favorite hammer dracula is Shit. i should have thought of this
1: Dude, I think one of these days we need to do a cobwebs episode on Dracula, Dead and Loving It and Young Frankenstein as a double. Ooh. Hell yes. That'd be a fun discussion.
3: <laughs> Hell yes. Um, I, I'm gonna...
0: Uh, I, I, a Johnny. <laughs> a Johnny.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll go Verner. I'll go Vern.
2: It's great. Oh, is it my turn?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it is your turn. I feel like I'm I not ready. Best for last. The top four, I feel like I was pretty good with. I, I'm gonna say, man, I haven't seen many Dracula adaptations. I think uh, number five, I'll just say because I don't know what to put there, Dracula is risen from the grave. But I think Daniel, and I did a cobwebs on that. Yeah, and I did. I did really enjoy it. Um, but the other, the other Let's four is kind of tough. I, I, Nosferatu at number four. Horror or Dracula or OG. Hmm.
0: Kurtzog or OG Nosferatu. The
2: OG. I still haven't seen the, the Hertzog one.
0: Oh, I haven't either. I so. should have known that.
2: <laughs> uh Hammer's Horror of Dracula, which is the first one 58, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh then they'll go see Dracula, and then and then this one. Nice. This is just oh, this yeah. is an amazing movie. Like I think we nice. made that very clear, but it's like it's it was amazing in '92. It's amazing. It's more amazing now, honestly. But even in '92, they talked about they're on there on the special features like they don't make movies like this anymore. And that they're saying that in '92. Yeah. And like I said, it's between Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park, so they really aren't making movies that kind of way we're going away from that already so um yeah it's it's so good I like it more every time I watch it so uh anybody else have anything else I guess we can wrap up
4: if that's it but mm. I got nothing else <laughs> oh well yeah okay just I know this could be a whole nother discussion oh, God. but Halloween everyone no. <laughs> everyone everyone just give like a one sentence thought on this what do you think about this one's companion piece the of Frankenstein
1: oh i'm so oh, glad you asked this oh, i meant to and i almost forgot
4: i, I haven't seen it, seen it. I, I feel like i just it. opened Pandora, I pandora's
2: box yeah we have nothing we and mark have nothing on this one so because well, <laughs> coppola was originally
3: going to direct it oh, <laughs> oh yeah and,
1: okay um, i'm gonna i'm gonna make this a long run-on sentence <laughs> i okay so The problem is, I like the story, the original story of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein much less than the original Bram Stoker Dracula, and I like a lot of Frankenstein adaptations, the way they've changed the story much better than the original Mm -hmm. story, because I don't actually love the book, but It looks really good. I like how operatic it is. I love Kenneth Branagh as Victor Frankenstein. I think he's great. Robert De Niro as the monster sucks. The design is terrible. (laughs) He's so ugly that I don't wanna look at him. It's kind of like Victor (laughs) Crowley where I'm like, you can't be a horror icon because you're too ugly. Unpleasant, yeah. Um, And the performance is not great. So bad Frankenstein monster is a problem, but great Dr. Frankenstein, so that's a plus.
3: i really 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 enjoy it i really like it a lot um my old roommate fucking hated (laughs) me and mark's (laughs) buddy hated it it's like Uh, a favorite. fun fact about
0: him though he also hates hopkins van helsing yeah he hates a lot of good he has a lot of
3: good things but uh so (laughs) like the the key to me really just unironically enjoying uh brana's frankenstein was like, I think it may have been in the booklet for the Arrow release. Uh, I, I, I came upon somebody talking about it and they were like, what's to me the most interesting aspect of that movie is that that movie is, or that, that story is so obsessed with death. Like yeah. Mary Shelley was so obsessed with like mortality and Brana is so obsessed with life. And living, yeah. and he is just such an exuberant personality. It's like a constant warring of the two cre- <laughs> like creative minds or mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know personalities. And to me, it's like that is so interesting. And that movie is just fun as hell.
4: Yeah. Uh, overall, I think I do think it is sort of a vanity piece for Brando, so he can show off what great shape he's in, and also <laughs> do up his big Shakespearean acting. But I think he earns it. Um, i do think that uh de niro looks really ugly in that makeup but um <laughs> i kind of like his performance i like i do think everyone else is a lot more bombastic in that movie and he of all people like brings it down and is more mellow
1: that's true but um yeah.
4: I, I i like it fine i just don't think it's as satisfying as this dracula movie though because this i just yeah. love the the artsiness that goes into the production of it
3: right it's like it's it's third in the in the ranking of uh no matter where you fall on uh which one's higher burton's sleepy hollow or or coppola's dracula in the american zoetrope gothic adaptations brana is going to be third
1: but if you throw in joe johnston's the wolfman that's third
0: and if you throw in
4: mike nichols wolf well that's like <laughs> 20th <laughs> yeah and if you throw in uh, the brendan fraser mummy Oh that, might, that might be
3: that's, that's a whole different <laughs> no, part set. now yeah that's third then it gets interesting
4: (laughs) hayden
1: you know what you made me think of when you talked about how obsessed with death mary shelley's original story is (laughs) i wish roger corman had made a serious frankenstein movie in the 60s because when i think about movies obsessed with death like there's nothing like the roger corman poe movies they're like the most death obsessed movies i've ever seen that he could have made a great serious frankenstein (laughs) but i think he made like frankenstein 1970 which is kind of a joke or at least related to it did
4: corman produce frankenstein unbound or is that not or is he because that seems like something schlocky
1: he would do i don't know frankenstein unbound actually
3: yeah i never saw that one um so i know we're kind of wrapping up on dracula but we kind of talked about how he did direct it oh sorry hayden oh no that's okay (laughs) we talked about how horny and and like uh like (laughs) yeah how horny dracula (laughs) is it's so funny to me that like whenever you hear people talk about the original book they're always like oh, you know, it's, it's got, it. it's all about, you know, the repression and sexuality. You really got to work to, to really find that in, in the book. But this movie is just like, okay, this is, this is what everybody's talking about. We're pumping it up to the max, but why I'm bringing this stuff yeah. is because I'm reading Jay Sheridan, Lefanu's Carmilla, which
5: oh a awesome. lot of
3: hipsters, a lot of hipsters love to say, oh, it's better than Dracula. It came out. 20 years earlier than dracula basically does it better or whatnot because it is sort of epistolary it's like told through a journal it's um a vampire story it did come out 20 20 or 25 years earlier than dracula but the coolest thing about it is like uh i don't think it's better than dracula it is great though i'm loving it right now but it is like everything you hear people talk about dracula it's just like on the surface it is a straight up lesbian vampire story and like very not sleazy at least i haven't gotten to any sleaze yet but i mean it is like in your face very sexual kind of um, scary kind of story and i will say from
1: the first chapter it is scarier than dracula i will give it that Mm so Hayden, is very scary this is getting real inside baseball but you <laughs> on your instagram story you posted some quote from a vampire story is that from carmila what was the quote um <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> i post a lot of bullshit i must be i must be remembering something else i'm sorry i looked at your instagram story and i don't see it <laughs> i'm only thinking of somebody else's uh You did post something from the incredibly creepy Climax of Hoffman's vampire
3: Oh yeah that was just uh, I talked about him on your Sleepy Hollow Episode he's that indie publisher Who did that uh, version that annotated Sleepy Hollow he does a lot Of these old authors like that so That was uh, ETA Hoffman's uh, Collection that he did Okay Um, I'm trying In vain to remember what I posted From a vampire story (laughs)
1: Now, Carmilla is a um, novella, right? It's a short. Yeah, it's really short. Okay, I need to read that too because I love the Vampire Lovers. That movie's amazing.
3: It's really good. I recommend after you finish Dracula, read that and uh, Dracula's Guest, the story by um, Bram Stoker. That was originally like the first chapter of Dracula, and they cut it out, and now it's like a short story on its own it's really cool it's like
1: jonathan cool. Hark-
3: harker walking through a cemetery and he sees like some vampires
1: and werewolves and shit oh that's, that's what that's i good. want when i walk <laughs> through a cemetery it never happens <laughs> never happens not yet
2: not yet There's still time <laughs> um i well i guess is that everything are we are we good on Dracula? <laughs> like,
3: I'm sure we can come up with uh, 30 more minutes of content. No, I'm joking. You know, Matt, I would keep talking
1: about it, but I love you too much. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Oh,
2: well, I appreciate well it. <laughs> I love all of you guys. Uh, this was this, this was uh, a very fun time. I knew this would be a good time. We set it up. So I'm glad it worked out. Everybody could be here. Uh, I'm right. glad we didn't lose connection to anybody. I was ready with it the whole time. I was like, oh my yeah. God, we're going to drop somebody at some point. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I hope you got to talk about it enough. I know, especially Daniel and Hayden, I know you guys love this movie and and can too, I guess. Everyone does. What am I saying? But Mm. (laughs) I feel like I was like the guy who really, really likes this movie and everybody else loves it. So I was kind of like happy to let you all sit
1: back and talk about everything you wanted. So That was um, me on the Lawrence of Arabia episode I did on cobwebs. I was like, okay, you guys educate me and I'll (laughs) sit back and ask questions. It's a great episode. Yeah, they
2: really, they worked well together. We're happy to tell you everything you could know I think about that movie so yeah, that was I still fun. need to watch that maybe November when things get classy again just pull that one out when things so. get
3: classy again.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah anyway I guess yeah I guess we go around and let people everyone plug stuff I'll just go down Harry see you guys on camera here so uh, Ken do you have anything you want to plug
4: I mean you know I'm still not on Twitter or anything <laughs> but you know, oh, man. I know I think I'm it's living a-, a better life for it no um i'm still trying to i'm trying to review a bit more on letterbox so you can find me i'm still just uh kenneth walker but uh elwood balboa 92 is my username if that's an easier way to find me but that's all i have
2: okay cool uh mark want to plug anything
0: uh sure i was just on this very podcast a week ago (laughs) talking about the poltergeist and grim Cuddy. (laughs) and um today this very day this episode dropped you can hear me on two other podcasts can you believe that i certainly can a lot of mark water one day (laughs) it's
2: a lot seek him
0: out um yeah uh follow me on twitter at the shape 14 capital t-h-e underscore capital s-h-a-p-e one four Find me on Letterboxd. Just, uh, I'm not writing anything important, but every now and then you might get a good laugh out of me. That's all there,
1: There's a lot of important stuff. Don't let him fool there, you. There is a lot of
0: important
2: stuff. Well, thank can,
1: you. I appreciate that. Can I also say,
2: I didn't say this the whole time, Mark, it's very nice that we got to do this like starting the day off of the podcast instead of us ending the day for the podcast <laughs> where I thought one of us was going to <laughs> pass out or die at some point. Uh, it was so late i we also i think Lindsay pointed out and i we were very grumpy on that episode i think
1: oh were we i felt like matt hated every horror movie ever made during that's the recent what I watches felt. part
2: <laughs> that's what i felt like. <laughs> uh although i love poltergeist the main attraction i was all there for but uh the stuff i'd seen lately i was like i hate all this stuff. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> Matt I was so really... grumpy
1: he declared that steven spielberg directed poltergeist yeah. it was very controversial no, <laughs> 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 I mean, that was a oh.
0: podcast where we said I like the poltergeist remake. So that's uh that's a I think it's okay. So, I think it's fine. You try to get that rumor started about can. uh Sam Rockwell
2: directing the poltergeist remake.
0: <laughs> I will say I know Hayden likes the poltergeist remake, so the majority of people hair on hair this baby. recording like I've never the seen the poltergeist it. remake.
1: No, the majority of people have never seen it. Yeah, I've
0: never on seen it on this podcast. Because Matt, yeah,
1: no, the majority of people on this podcast have never seen it because you and he've never the seen only it, right? Ones.
4: No, I, I said I think it's fine.
0: Yeah, the Ken remake. just
4: said he saw said, oh, okay. the remake. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, Cut Dang. that out, Matt. I can't.
2: It's, <laughs> it's all staying in. Um. Anyway, I felt very fresh with this one. This was great. Uh. So, uh, Daniel, I'm sure you have some stuff to plug. You've been doing a great series on cobwebs that's
1: wrapping up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can follow my podcast on any podcast app, the Cobwebs Pod. Uh, what is airing today is our episode on the Psycho Remake from Gus Van Sant, uh, the episode that Mark Warner absolutely saves, because without Mark, it would be Chris and I shrugging our shoulders and be like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and Mark really Good saves move, it, baby. Um, I would say if you don't normally follow Cobwebs, but you like this episode, the main episode I would want to plug is our one on Sleepy Hollow with Hayden, where we talk about every adaption of Sleepy Hollow. Um, it's one of my favorite podcasts Ooh. we've ever done. And the last thing I will say is also airing today. I am on the terror table talking <laughs> about Terrifier 2. So if that's if talking about that movie is not too offensive to you, you can check that out. <laughs>
2: this is I said before, if you have so many podcasts people listen to, they listen to all like stuff that we're on it's insane like so i hope people catch up during the week i cannot imagine anyone's listening to all these in one day but uh i, I think will say, uh,
1: james james coddington is gonna listen to them all today but otherwise oh, okay yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> he needs to catch up i i will say you're reminding me sorry before you go that i'm taking a break next week there will be no new episode next next week uh at, at least one week it might be two weeks but i think there's been plenty of podcasts out so i'm like let's take a little break uh so um hayden last but not least here anything uh, you want to plug oh
3: uh, I was recently on Cobwebs talking about Sleepy Hollows, Dan said. Great you can episode. catch me and Mark on Lindsay's podcast today talking Halloween, uh, the, the David Gordon Green trilogy. And, uh, and I recently had a short story published, a new short story uh, collection anthology uh, called Texas uh, Roadkill Volume uh, 7. <laughs> Roadkill Volume 7. You can find X Squatch written by me in there. It um, is re- so
1: good, by the way. It is a great short story. Everyone should buy it.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Dan. Um you can find me on Letterboxd at Hayden Comes Alive.
2: Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good job. There you go. <laughs> Everyone should buy your book. Amazon took me took two weeks to get me that book, by the way. Oh, I just wow. got it like I don't know what happened. I just Joe, got it like
3: Joe Biden. What the what is going on? <laughs> I just got His it hair like is already days yeah. the, all days ago. All the books are on the boats in the in the harbor, you know. <laughs> you know
1: just, Dracula killed, killed the. the whole crew, so they can't help it.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: we didn't even talk last voyage of the Demeter. We're done though.
2: We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do a part two like three years from now. Uh anyway. So uh thank you guys so much for being here. This was so much fun. Uh and uh for our stuff, it's the usual. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Film Feast Pod <laughs> follow me. I- yeah
3: my favorite part from your last week's episode was at the end where you go fuck it you know where you can find this shit i don't even care
5: anymore
2: (laughs) i do that a lot actually i always assume
1: nobody even listens to the plug section so i try not to put too much listening
2: when especially when i get to my stuff maybe they'll listen for the guests but they like i've heard matt say this 50 times like i don't need to hear it again but uh i'll say it this time yeah twitter where oh maplady7 uh instagram film feast all one word um I think that's it. Yeah. So anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. And we'll talk to you in a week or two. Bye, everybody. Happy Halloween.